0: Hey everybody! I'm Robert Ring. Welcome to the Vape Nation podcast.
1: Oh my god. <laughs>
0: it's our mission. We're Vape Nation!
1: Dude, I'll throw out some V. I'm doing the hand signs right now. I know you
0: can't see, but <laughs> I'm representing. We're on a mission to rip the fattest vape.
1: Dude, you sent me that picture in text. I was laughing so hard. I was with my brother, and we were just <laughs> laughing our asses off.
0: Uh, actually, it's the Classic Gaming Podcast, unfortunately.
1: Classic <laughs> Vaping Podcast?
0: Supposedly. Uh, yeah, suppose, supposedly. With me are Jay Totoro. Howdy. And Blake Corey. Hey! I know that guy! Fuck that guy! Oh, also, <laughs> that was Alone in the Chaos with our intro music. Today's date's May 21st, 2016. This is episode 59.
1: Dude, it's almost We're on June. Roll. Oh, wait, wrong. We it's actually, almost June.
0: We actually got it on schedule. We actually did it on schedule this time.
1: Go oh on. Flake.
0: I had to go to the eye doctor this week. Uh huh. Uh, because, like, I hurt my left eye. And it's been bothering me for a while. And, like, uh, uh like, sometimes my left.
2: She will be next.
0: there. Anyway, it's been bothering me. Cause like I injured it, and like every now and then it starts like feeling really bad, like it's got something in it. So finally, when it got checked out in the uh the doctor, she was like, "All right, well, so like a little bit of like the surface of your eye got like torn off."
2: Jesus so, from this. what? Yeah, that's nice. I think that it's actually like... happened to me when I was younger.
0: Yeah, well, like it's not like it's like the microscopic top layer got rubbed off. It's
2: like nothing that yeah, you could, like, there's I, I nothing had... that can really be done about it except for waiting until it heals. Yeah, that's
0: disgusting. And, yeah, and what it's... she well, like you can't tell like. Even my regular doctor, I saw him, like, a few weeks ago, and I had him look at it, and, like, he, you can't even see anything. Like, even him with, like, his, like, flashlight magnifying glass looking at it. She had to put, like, special eye drops and shit, and she was like, oh, yeah, I see what's wrong. Yes. So you can't, like, tell just by looking at me. But anyway, uh, so, yeah, so she was like, well, what's, what's happening is it's trying to grow back, and then, like, when you go to sleep and then wake up in the morning when you open your eyes, it's, like, basically just tearing it right back off. Yeah, you're
1: tearing it right back off. I've heard of this before.
0: Holy shit. Yeah, so – so she gave me these special eye drops that I'm supposed to take throughout the day and then, like, a different kind of special ones at night. And uh, she goes – she's like, all right, so we'll, we'll take these special eye drops. It doesn't look like it's getting infected or anything, so you should be fine. But uh, if this doesn't work, then we can do this thing where we poke the surface of your eye with a needle uh, to force scar tissue to form metal
1: Oh, my pass.
0: That's pretty much what I said. I was like, that sounds terrible. And she goes, oh, it's not as bad. It's not as bad as it sounds.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it's not.
0: That was pretty much my response. So that was fun. How about you guys? How are you?
2: How I'm are you good. Both?
1: I didn't have to tear my fucking eyes out. Like <laughs> I'm
2: good. I'm actually blind now. I did have to tear both of mine out. I'm waiting that for the up. sockets to. Hey, just talk it. to the faceless gods, dude. Jay,
0: Jay wears uh, glasses, so his eyes are protected from everything.
2: What a loser. Who wears glasses? <laughs> That's some kind of a nerd. Uh, anyway, welcome to the Classic Gaming Podcast, everybody. We talk about games that are at least ten years old.
1: Oh, Blake, Brought I like it. Knowledge. The fuck? Who's this guy? Just keep talking. What do you no, it's a joke
2: you? because I'm calling. I'm implying that the rest of us are a bunch of lame asses. That's
1: uh, I okay. see. Well, see played, yeah. well played. Well played.
2: All right. Is there any news to talk
0: about this week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's some things. We ready to jump into news? Let's do it. Let's do Donkey it. Donkey Kong. The Donkey Kong high score has been broken yet again. No way. Uh, Yeah, and the oh, speculation okay. The speculation is that this may be the perfect score, and it's kind of doubtful that anybody will be able to beat this one. We've heard that before. Uh, yeah, so like, I don't honestly, know.
2: I hear the same kind of ideology in speedrunning so often of, um all right, to briefly talk about this. Uh, if you don't know what a TAS is, a TAS is a tool-assisted speedrun, T-A-S. Oh, yeah. And what that means is basically people use a machine to play a game, quote, perfectly. And then after people execute these tricks using a machine, these frame-perfect trick tricks, After trick after trick, people are like, well, I mean, this is a task assisted run. No one's ever going to be able to pull this off in real time, in a real run. The world record is never going to achieve this. And then a year later, like without fail, every time this has come up, the task gets, the task time, quote, best possible time ends up getting smashed by people doing the tricks in real time, stuff like that, you know? Mm And so it's kind of the same thing here, where people are like, this is a perfect score. No one's ever going to be able to do anything better than this. But what's next? What are we going to hear about in a year? You know? All right, sure.
0: Yeah, so, I, so take that for what it's worth. Um, but Wes Copeland is the man who beat the score. It took him a little over three hours, and he got 1,218,000 points in Donkey Kong. He held the he held the record like I think two two scores back and then someone beat him and now he beat it again. The name sounds familiar, yeah. Yeah, so again, supposedly this is the perfect score. We'll see about that. That's pretty crazy. Uh Final Fantasy ten slash ten two H D remaster is out on Steam now.
1: Oh, That's pretty cool. That was actually a really really good remake, by the way. I played both. I of
2: them. have bought my copy of it as a matter of fact.
1: Yeah, it was, was... really really well done. It was fucking insanely clean, too. Wait, Not you got
2: a... Plus when it came out over at uh, Green Man Gaming, they actually had a super deal on it where it was 20% marked down to start off, and then they had another 25% coupon for it, so you could buy it for like oh, 18 bucks. Damn.
0: Yeah, I saw some screenshots. It looks pretty badass. Uh mm-hmm. Blake, have you played it at all yet?
2: No, I haven't gotten to play it yet. I'm waiting until the last two or three months before 15 comes out, and oh. then I'll stream about half a dozen or more Final Fantasy. Oh games. yeah, are you gonna play Good through damn. Final
1: Fantasy 13?
2: I am. I'm, <laughs> one I two three four. To, I want to torture myself with 13 series. I'm not sure if I'll be able to get around to it though, because I hey, have all three books on Steam as well. I, returns. Lightning Returns gameplay wise actually looks kind of fun. It yeah. seems sort of like um, Final Fantasy X II. What Final Fantasy X II was the Final Fantasy X. It,
1: it, 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 those games are pretty fun. The, the thirteen. It's it, not that bad. Yeah, it's fine. The actually, graphics
2: yeah, I kinda, are insane I, I kind of want to check out thirteen. The like,
1: characterization is a little bit different than how it normally is. It's not as in your the face. writing
2: in the story, story structure yeah. of thirteen was god awful. Oh, like and I couldn't was... even finish the game, but the gameplay of thirteen two looks or thirteen three, excuse me, looks pretty good. And I've heard thirteen two isn't the worst thing ever.
1: Dude, I couldn't stand that girl's accent. Thirteen, by the way, that girl that had the fake Australian. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Sometimes it was no, an accent. Other times, Australian. She was what? She's actually Australian. In real life? Yeah. Oh my she's god, dude! At times, I, her... I didn't
1: think she had an accent.
2: Um, I think the voice actress was a soap opera actress for a while. Shut up. No, I'm being serious. That's
1: incredible. I didn't think it was a real accent. Like, I thought – because she broke character so many times while talking. Oh, that's funny. I assumed it was an American faking an Australian accent and just goofing left and right.
0: Jay's a scrub confirmed.
1: (sighs) Hey, I'm not the only one that thought that, so kill yourself.
0: Uh, Wait, uh, Jay, you bought this on, like, for PS3, right? Yeah, yeah, console. But in – I don't remember, like – so you have, because I remember when you first yeah. bought it, like you didn't have, it It was before you actually got a PS3, but you've played well, it. Well, I never bought
1: so? one. My roommates both have like four of them, so I just.
2: Oh, uh, okay. Just... So it was good.
1: Mm-hmm. It All was right. really well done. Yeah, yeah the, the cleanup, I mean, it's just, it's just a great remake.
2: Okay. Uh, so the voice yeah. actress for Vanille, let me make sure. <laughs> is that works. her name? Yeah, Vanille. Okay. Uh, her name is Georgia von Kullenberg. Uh, she is an Australian actress and voice actress originally from Melbourne, Australia. Huh. <laughs> Moved to Los Angeles in 2005 to pursue her career in entertainment.
1: That's pretty crazy.
2: All right. Um. So, if anything, if I had to guess, it was kind of her in like as she was losing her accent, sort of.
1: Mm, I yeah. think so it makes sense. It's just weird. Like when you play it, let me know if you hear it too. But like, Lisa well, I and I I've were played just you know, most
2: of I played oh, okay. the for the last dungeon and. In it's there, but for me, it never bothered me as much as it bothered everyone else. I thought it was funny. Uh,
0: what else we got? System Shock Remastered has been semi-announced. Uh, so, System really? Shock, the oh, classic, yeah, huh, like sci-fi RPG. Uh, it is so. This is System Shock One Remastered. Uh it's not out it's not technically been announced. Basically they've announced that they've started like working on it and they have uh a Kickstarter starting June 29th for it. Um so there's not really a whole lot of information right now. I mean it's still super early stages besides this company mm-hmm. is uh hoping to make the game. They're planning on it. They're working on it. There's some pre-alpha uh screenshots so basically just like not even like, you can't even count on this being like exactly what the game looks like, but they kind of just like, you know, made some like, uh, like just kind of like manufactured some screenshots just to kind of show what they were going for. And, uh, it looks pretty sick. Like the graphics, like the, like just the art style and the graphics and everything look pretty awesome. What's the supposed for? Sorry. For, pr- uh, probably just PC, but I don't even know if that's been okay. announced. Uh, gotcha. you go to systemshock.com. Find out a little bit more information on it, but there's really not much information to be had at this point. But if you're a System Shock fan, maybe start getting excited. I mean, this is going to be years <laughs> down the line, because, like I said, the Kickstarter doesn't even start, isn't even planning on launching it for like another month, so it this will be a ways out. Ah! Yeah. I mean, you, know, you never, who, who knows if this is even going to happen, really. Yeah. Uh, but still potentially cool. But
1: they'll take your money, though, don't worry.
0: Like, like, oh, yeah yeah. <laughs> then finally the most depressing news of the past two weeks is you guys hear about the movie? The new video game movie, the next the next one up. Oh what making? did
2: I hear this? Yeah, the I new
0: what Nintendo?
2: is Nintendo? Huh?
0: Nintendo? Well, it's a Nintendo game.
2: Okay. I didn't hear about. It. I assume it's gotta be Mario Brothers, yeah?
0: Oh no 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 no, yeah, okay. it's not the uh, it's not the Nintendo's gonna start making movies announcement <laughs> Okay.
2: Then yeah, what's uh, this one?
0: This is Tetris.
2: Oh, no, I didn't hear this. I'm sorry. I heard, of uh, I heard about this a little bit, and it's so stupid I tried to ignore it.
1: Well, oh, wait. <laughs> who's, the, who, who's the director? Who, who's going to be the main actor? Is it a joke I movie? Don't or? Th- no. Here,
0: it's uh, – this is coming from Deadline.com. Uh, they don't have a I'll, – I'll text you guys or I'll send you guys a link. They don't have a director. They do have a producer, um, producer Larry Kasanoff.
1: Oh no, it's not Larry Kasenoff, dude. It's fucking Michael Bay. That's right. I saw this. He's gonna no, fucking direct my- Tetris.
0: I'm just fucking. No, you're. Ma-
1: I'm trolling him. I'm just trolling him. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you said no. Michael that. Bay cannot touch this.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, he's my baby. dude. Dude, honestly, if Michael Bay made a Tetris movie, that's like the best hope it probably has for being anything like. I mean, not that make he makes a lot of money movies. probably. Yeah, not that he makes good movies, but at least like usually the movies he makes, at least, like if you just like. Put earmuffs tr- on or, like, <laughs> like don't listen to any of it. Like, they look pretty awesome. You gotta, This like, is
1: going like, to be a trilogy?
0: What? Uh, I, is
2: that what it says?
1: Yeah, like, what? What are they going to do? Well, it's they've ten- got to
2: ten- have a movie that features a- each individual piece. Each individual piece. Oh, my God.
0: Supposedly it's going do, to be, do, a, do. Uh, it's gonna be a sci-fi thrill. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm reading here, too. I am really – if it was a movie short, (laughs) you know, it's like a
2: full-length movie though, Jesus. If it was something done by Pixar as a little short, then okay. Yeah, I I can be down with that.
1: (sighs) Robert, are you excited about this at all?
0: No, because there are two possibilities. I mean, so hopefully I'm proven wrong. I would love for this to turn out to be a fantastic, fun movie. But I see two possibilities. One is – somehow they actually make a Tetris movie and there's no way to make that into a good movie. Second of all, they do a sci-fi thriller called Tetris and it doesn't really actually have anything to do. That, with it.
1: That's what I would expect to be honest. That's more what I'm expecting.
0: That's, that's what I'm expecting too.
1: Like what else could they possibly do? Like, I don't know. Lemme, 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 I'm going to mute my mic for a second and, and have my roommates try it. <laughs> okay.
0: You could have left the microphone on.
2: <laughs> he can't no, time in without the microphone. That's that's not how they <laughs> works. <laughs> I look, turn he, my microphone off. I just want to apologize me. to all of our listeners. This is Jay's first time using a computer by himself. <laughs> Normally, he has parental supervision. And <laughs> on behalf of everyone that works at the Classic Gaming Podcast, aka none of us, because none of us work, I would just like to formally apologize.
1: Thanks for the PSA, Blake. I yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> what,
0: what, what are your roommates' thoughts? Hey,
1: exactly, what your exactly what we said. Exactly okay. what we said. I know I did. I was just curious what they thought about it. They didn't say anything interesting enough, though. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, okay. Well, Lisa, how, is Lisa there when she gets in? <laughs> no, here, she's she not Why don't you ask her? No, because okay. she's going
1: to yell and be like, What?
0: No, that's good. We can hear her that way.
1: No, that's not good. That's annoying.
0: So. Uh, it's. I think they're uh, they're starting production on the movie next year, so it'll be a little while before it comes out. Oof, that's rough. Sorry, I'm. Yeah, so I'm. I'm taking. I'm. I can't really handle. I can't. Yeah, no, you no, know mean. Uh, that's all the news, unless I'm missing something. There was the, there was a the news that, that Blake uh referred to where uh Nintendo announced they're going to start making movies.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna... I cannot wait for John Leguizamo to reprise his role as Luigi.
0: Who can? Who can wait for
2: that? This, Dude, I want to <laughs> see Toad again, man. Uh, I who was, to- was Toad played by anybody well-known?
1: It was just a big-ass fucking creepy mother-brain-looking thing, wasn't it?
2: Okay. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought, well, or was he just one of the underlings? I can't remember now. I think you you might be right. Whatever. what, 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 me, what Hopper the, the, is the one who played King Koopa, and yeah, now he's I remember. dead. That's, so.
0: that's all I remember. All I remember is he played – okay, there's two things I remember. Him and uh, the guy who played Mario, but I don't actually remember that guy's name. I just remember like who he is and like what else I've seen.
2: dead too. I can't remember his name, though. He died a year ago or know. something like that. Yeah, it was about a year. Not even. I don't even think it was a year now. Uh he was also in Who Framed Roger Rabbit? That was a good movie. I
1: enjoyed that movie. Yeah.
2: I wanna find right. here, you'll recognize exactly who we're talking about, Rob, once you see this.
0: No, he was called Goomba.
2: Goomba. That's right, not Toad. Yeah. He was a Goomba? Get up, get up yeah.
0: What, mo- that- what what Nintendo movie do you guys? <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah, I remember that. I
1: remember- oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Holy shit, dude. I forgot about that.
2: Oh man. I wanna see right, I gotta look up who played the main character in this Star Bob Hussroid. There we go.
0: There that's it. Metroid could be good if you know, if they did it right.
2: Do you think they would do it right?
0: I mean, I, you know we'll give them the benefit of the doubt but my instinct would be to say no
2: <laughs> alright yeah uh, uh god I don't want to see a Zelda movie I don't oh. know uh, nope nope played by nope don't even we're Zelda not even gonna... played
1: by
0: I was thinking Shadow Buff or that little <laughs> who's the main character in Waiting
2: I don't even remember the movie yeah what well, I don't know what you're
1: talking about um fucking Justin Long who's that oh my gosh <laughs>
0: totally uh, I yeah, I could, uh, let's just go, let's just go, why don't we not even talk?
1: Yeah, I'm just trying, it's just, you know they're gonna do something, they would do something really stupid. Yeah, like I that.
2: think a Metroid movie could be cool if they did it right, but I would not have any faith in them to do that. It'd be, uh, what, uh, I, Samus would be played by Dwayne. <laughs> the what? Rock.
1: Yeah, it's Dwayne, it's The Rock, dude. <laughs> Samus pulls up her
2: visor, it's fucking The Rock. It's the Rock. I'm going to lay the smack down on Mother Brain.
0: Oh my god, dude, everybody's like waiting for the iconic moment where she takes off her armor and it's a girl <laughs> underneath and then it's the rock. <laughs> uh, oh my god. The sad thing is like I would see like I would see them most likely being like, "Oh, we Ze- like legend of Zelda, that's the obvious first choice. We got to do that one." And I really don't want that to happen.
2: Yeah. That's uh, that was when Nintendo first mentioned this. That is the game that I heard the most people be like, "Oh my God, Legend of Zelda movie!" No, <laughs> no,
1: understand what you're. Asking. That would literally ruin it. Like that would ruin that I, shit for me.
2: I would expect it to be on the same level as the Dungeons and Dragon movie starring the Wayans brothers or one of the Wayans brothers.
1: <laughs> oh, the Wayans brothers are <laughs> great.
2: But that movie thing. was not. I was kidding. Uh... <laughs> I would like to see a,
0: uh, like an F Zero movie, be- like not, not just about racing, but like with like the backstory and it's got Captain Falcon, he's the main character. That'd be cool. Yeah,
1: like, well, let's, do, <laughs> yeah, we should say, let's do this as our top three next time. Top three movies that top- are made by Nintendo that we'd like to see made into movies. That'd actually be okay. pretty interesting. All or right. maybe even, yeah. Or top three we're most concerned about them making into movies. Either,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, either or. We can do both, maybe. Pizza is a Yeah, aggressive. let's let's do at least one of those, if not both. All right. Anything else before we move on to games? Um. All right, we're back. Sorry, uh, uh, Jay and Blake pulled a Robert ring on me and started just showing up. There it was no, there was an internet outage. Just lie to them, Robert. Oh, okay, I'll let it that I'll let it that yeah. last part out
2: too, where I said there that was before.
1: lightning storm and and some shit <laughs> happened.
2: So, what games you guys been playing? I haven't actually. How are you guys doing? Let's talk about aliens again. Okay. Let's go back to the meme talk. Uh, no, actually. I All right, here. I'll go ahead and start off. I don't have a lot to say about my game. I actually played a game off stream because I wanted to test it out for stream. I still want to do it a little bit on stream because it's just that bad. Really? But for now, I didn't want to touch it anymore. So, all right. You guys grew up in the 90s. Do you remember a TV show called Stone Protectors? Googling. No. Yeah. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll grab a link for it. Let me throw it up in the chat. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I've seen this it. This show it. came in <laughs> off of the heels of the big troll craze back in the 90s. Anybody yeah. who grew up back then will remember this. My one of my grandmas was really big into the trolls. She collected. She had 50 trolls or something. What are they, the they
1: called? They're called something trolls, right? Um, wishing troll. They're like
2: no, they're just trolls. Yeah. No,
1: no, they have a specific name, Robert. They're called like.
2: I swear there's. I think they might just be wishing trolls. I don't. Trolls were wishing uh, trolls. Sounds right. Okay.
0: Just, maybe not.
2: Just something. Anyway. I'm so this TV show is like trolls, but designed for boys. Because you know what yeah. sells really well? Action figures, aimed at kids, especially at the like two to ten year old male audience. So this TV show, like, you can just tell that this was designed. To try and make money off of these ideas. Yep. It's trolls that are badass. They've got these cool crystals in their chest. And it's big mohawks. And one of them's got kung fu gear. And the other rides around on rollerblades. Here's my
1: wallet. Whatever you want.
2: I can't afford dinner this month, but fine, I'll buy them all. Give me a you bunch of wishing was... <laughs> I watched this show a few times, and I even owned one or two of the action figures. I'm really mad at myself for this.
0: <laughs> you had, so, oh, you had the action figures?
2: <laughs> I, had couple, I had a couple myself. So, all right, the action figures were kind of cool because you would spin yeah. the left arm of one of them, and you see that gem on the center of his chest? Mm-hmm. If you spot his arm around... There would be something that would spark inside the gym, so it made a little pop.
1: It, it was pretty was like a fire hazard. Super cool. It was the a
2: fire best hazard of all time. It really wasn't, but look, all right. This is awesome
1: the nineties. <laughs> I mean, action figures were awesome at the time. We had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, GI Joe, uh, Thundercats. Like everything was just making action figures and making fucking cartoon shows in the
2: morning. Yep. Everything. There was that show, Street Sharks. Street, Street Sharks, yeah, dude. Oh, that show was this? so bad. Those action figures were awesome. They were like these little, like they
1: had like Spongebob chicken legs and there's a giant-ass shark dome on top of
0: them. <laughs> oh, I remember Sharks. And they that. had
1: apps. They had apps, too. Oh, <laughs> They
2: had apps. Oh. Yeah, I, remember, I do remember this. So this show came up on my stream a little while back, and I found the wiki for it, and I linked it. Oh, in- no. And someone scrolled down and was like, hey, they made a game based on that, what? too. And I was like... Up the no. Oh, That didn't happen! And then one of my viewers fucking sent me a copy of the game. So you had to play it. That guy's was awesome. Like, oh, this is bad times for me, was it, was, man. Was you so want to uh, play it off stream last a night? All right, what? Taco yeah, uh, Bowl the 8, one of my viewers on my stream. Did you say Taco Bowl? I did. All He's. Nice. Delicious. And so he sent me a copy of this game, and I wanted to play it a little bit off stream to get an idea of what to expect from it. It's just a beat 'em up game. It's a very simple beat up game, no surprise there whatsoever. And when I say simple, I mean simple. Honestly, all I did was walk around for the first stage and mash my punch button at enemies once I found it. And nothing would get close enough to hurt me after I figured that out. Then I got to the boss. Now, understand here that I've only played for 20, maybe 30 minutes, so my information here might not be totally correct, not totally accurate, but I couldn't hit the boss unless I was using my weapon against him. The only time I could do any damage to him is when I used my character-specific weapon, which is a much slower attack than my fist weapons.
1: These mechanics are getting a little extreme here. (laughs) A little over the top for my taste. I'm out.
2: Way over the top, it's too violent. There was no blood, though, so don't worry. Okay, good. Whew. Yeah, it's still, it was still okay for kids. <laughs> all right, we're okay then. Okay, keep going. Um, <laughs> I eventually beat this boss. This guy kicks my ass. Every time he hits me, he takes off at least a third of my life. <laughs> and him. there will be times when he'll just hit me, then run away, and I'll get up, and I'm like, all right, I got you now. Oh, he hit me again. Great, okay. Now I'm dead. Cool, that was fun. So he ends up killing me like four or five times. But I finally get him down and I make it to the next stage and I literally lose all heart to continue playing. <laughs> <laughs> I walked up to, like I found a flamethrower early on and I ran around and I shot some guys with it. And I thought, alright, this is dumb and okay. What the and fuck, Robert? I flamethrower away and I thought, you know what, I'm done. I'm, I'm okay with this game for now. Maybe I'll play it some more some other time. <laughs> like, I, I've talked about how bad I dislike. Beat 'em ups before on the podcast this one is the perfect example uh, from my limited time playing it this is the perfect example of why beat em ups were such a shitty dumb genre it's it's designed around either completely knowing and exploiting the AI or around being a quarter eater which this isn't even an arcade game it's just a Super Nintendo game (laughs) so what's the point
0: what's the point Is that it? That's all you got? Yeah, you got that's it. I didn't. God damn it,
1: Robert!
2: An opinion on it? I just was...
1: showed my roommates to offend them,
2: Robert.
1: <laughs> like, don't, don't, don't even.
0: Go for it. So there you go. So that's, so that's Street Shark. Zero out of ten.
1: Oh, that's not out Street out Shark.
0: Yeah, it was. Oh, I mean, sorry. God uh, uh, so damn it, Robert! Stone protectors. <laughs> I got too caught up with uh. Street Shark stuff. What do you what do you get? Zero or one out of ten? Which one? We're gonna go with this. Oh God! Um,
2: it was at least <laughs> playable. Okay, uh, that's more than a zero. Uh, yeah, that's way more than a zero. I would say five or six out of ten, maybe. Oh wow! Not a zero. I, that. Yeah. Like, like a zero is like oh, that plumber's do like tie uh, game. Playable. Five is like okay, you can boot this game up. It's not any good, but at least <laughs> it functions. <laughs> like a one would be cheetah men. Or plumbers don't wear ties. That, that I, game to me is zero. Uh,
0: plumbers don't wear ties is like a two. A it's like a solid two. Yeah, a solid two. Solid, solid two. Oh,
1: I'm a solid two.
0: <laughs> no, you're, you're thinking of two. I'm thinking of width. I'm thinking of width. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else, Rasmus? I'll, I'll go, I'll just get I'll get it, I'll rescue us from this, whatever it is we're in, and I'll go next. How about that?
1: Fine. I like mine as well, so I think we have some, some things to talk about.
0: I played Planescape Torment.
1: I saw this game today,
0: State. funny enough. Shit. Are you? I'm actually. This is a uh, CRPG. Came out on PC in, oh no, I don't have my, I don't have my, uh, year. Uh,
1: 1999. I have it
2: open right now. Oh, mine came out oh. in 94, not that anyone gives a shit. <laughs> yeah, December 12th, ninety nine You get a pass. Right. <laughs> cares about oh, this it. is made
1: by Wizards of the Coast. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah,
2: that's his old cool CRPG game. Oh, that's awesome. I, wait, um, it was I think it was actually made by Black Isle. Black is, Isle. Wizards
1: of the Coast. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, it's no. It's, it's yeah, developers. By, okay. Distributors, okay.
2: Distributors, okay, distributors. Wizards of the Coast. Distributors, yeah, whatever they want to call it. Drug so,
0: dealers. uh, it's a CRPG. So it's kind of like Baldur's Gate style. Uh, RPG and very story heavy. So the the game starts off, you wake up, you play as this character. So I'll start off actually, uh, back up just a little bit. This is a little bit different from a lot of RPGs of this type where you don't create your character like before the game starts. You can kind of customize the way you build him in like the early stages throughout the game to some extent. But you don't, like, start off and say, okay, I want my guy to be, like, this race, this class, have these stats, and that kind of stuff. It just, you just jump into the game. Maybe you do, maybe you can <clears throat> specify some of his starting stats, actually. I don't actually re- remember if that's the case, but, but it's not like you can, it's not role-playing in the sense that you're creating this character from scratch. He's very much already made for you. And so, <clears throat> you play this guy, he's, he's known as, uh, not the man with no name, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> That's a That's Clint Eastwood movie.
2: That's
0: a good bad the The yeah. nameless one, yeah, good yeah. bad the ugly. The nameless one is what he's called. And so you start the game, and you what you're waking up in a morgue, and you're like, what the hell's going on? I don't remember who I am. What what's what's happening? And there's this uh, <clears throat> there's this floating skull next to you named uh, Morty, or spelled Morte, but I I believe they call him Morty. There's a floating skull following you around. He's like, "Hey man, what's going on?" And you're like, "Uh, am I dead or like what?" He's like, "Well, clearly you're not dead because you're up and walking around and talking and stuff. Why don't we, uh, why don't we just get out of here?" So you're kind of like, "Okay, I don't really know what's going on," but you find your way out of the morgue, and in the process, you just you find out that you need to find uh, your journal. Apparently, you have a journal where you've written some stuff down, so you can kind of like remember who you are and like possibly find out what happened to you sure. and all that stuff. And then you got to find like all these other characters and that kind of stuff. And the story kind of goes from there, based on you waking up in a morgue, not knowing who you are, and trying to trying to figure it out. Uh, I could say a little bit more about where that goes, but I don't know. That might I think starts to get potentially spoilery, so I'll just kind of I'll just, I'll probably just leave that there at that. But. Throughout the throughout the game it's uh very much focused on you going around and talking to people and doing little like quests and things much more heavily than actual combat. Uh, I think I actually read somewhere that there's only like four battles in the whole game that you have to do. There's plenty more than that if you if you want to, but it's like definitely not a a key part of the game. Which is kind of funny because because as you level up, you love you are leveling up like your like your combat stuff. It's like you know traditional like intelligence, strength, uh, endurance, probably luck. I'm sure always stack health.
1: Dude. <laughs> always stack health first playthrough.
0: Always stack uh, for this. What I read here is you stack intelligence, and that gives you a lot more uh, dialogue options. And oh, since God! Sounds like, like Lisa. Well, since isn't this a like,
2: is this a game like Fallout where high intelligence gets you some, and then if you have a one intelligence, it gets you yeah, you get to, oh, that'd be dialogue kind of cool. options.
0: Yeah. Uh I don't know actually. I'm not okay. sure if it gets... I don't think I it's believe like the it stupid- does. You think it does? It I may. I'm think not sure. So. I didn't try that.
2: Um, okay, okay, I figured since maybe you've read about it, maybe you would heard something.
0: I, yeah, I don't. I didn't. I didn't read specifically whether that does that or if it just gives you fewer dialogue options. My 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 impression was that it just gives you fewer, but I could be wrong about that.
1: What did you stack? Intelligence. Did you? Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, but also the thing is, so there are, like, a lot of characters to talk to. Like, not just, like, main story characters. So, like, once you get out of the morgue, which is, like, really, really early in the game, you're in this, you're in this big town, more or less. And there are so many characters all over the place. And, like, all of them have, like, all of them play a potentially key part in the game. Like, you don't necessarily have to talk to all of them, but all of them have, like, something to contribute to the story. It was actually kind of astounding. Like, throughout the entire game, you meet so many characters, and so many of them, like, can play a role in, in the story. Like, I can't imagine how how many lines of dialogue there are in this whole game that they wrote. Like, that was that's the thing that stands out to me the most, is, like, how much care they took in the writing. Mm-hmm. Because like just once again tons and tons of characters with lots of things to say if you decide to spend time talking to them and usually it's not like like there are some side quest stuff that doesn't really have much to do with the story but usually it does tie in in some meaningful way uh and i thought that was really cool uh and so there are like lots of character lots of lots of people to talk to like and some of them can give you different things some a lot of them you'll find out like a little bit more about your past um but the thing is also some of them like do uh, – like perform key like mechanics in the game. Like so I was building my guy on intelligence because I want him to be kind of like more of a spellcaster person mm-hmm. even though I found out ultimately it's not really that important because there are so few battles that you actually have to do. But I got to like level 12 – and I was like, I don't know, I haven't had a chance to change my class. Because you just start off as like a basic, like, you know, uh sort of like warrior type. Basic bitch. It's not, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not called warrior, but whatever that is. And you got to, you have to like learn how to become a spellcaster. And I was like, I thought that would eventually come like through the level system. But then I realized at one point that I was like level 12. And I was like, all right. And I've been stacking like intelligence the whole time, but I didn't have any spells or anything. I was like, all right. Clearly I missed something here. And so I went and looked it up, and there's this, like, one specific character that you have to talk to, and she's, like, a witch, and she, uh, like, teaches you how to become a spellcaster. But there are, like, dozens and dozens of of, ran- of seemingly random characters throughout the game, and so if you don't happen to, like, find this one or spend enough time talking to her, then you just don't get to do that. So what the fuck? Yeah, so that's, like, that's one of the downfalls over... Over, I guess, an aspect of the game that I really do like overall. I think it works really well because it's really fun. Like talking to anybody, and any and anybody you talk to, like can can like uh, really just improve the story for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, the downfall is you miss one person like this, and you <laughs> you miss out on a key part of the game potentially. Uh, but anyway, so that that was all. That was fine. I found out who that was and how to get past that. You know, and how to find her and everything, and got through that part. Um, the combat is kind of... It's not great. and it, It's kind of like, I mean, traditional CRPG, like, again, like Baldur's Gate-style yeah. combat, where it's not really... It's more like, all right, make sure you ca- you, you've got these couple spells, make sure you cast the right one if you need to, and then kind of, like, make sure your party does enough damage and all that kind of stuff, and you're pretty much good. It's not really that great of combat. The pacing throughout the game is really... I'd say it's pretty slow, but it's okay because the story really stays so strong throughout the whole thing. Uh, and, like, honestly, at some parts it almost turns into, like, a point-and-click adventure game. Because there are, like, some portions of the game where you spend so much time just walking around and talking to people and, and being like, oh, I, you know, can you help me out with this thing that happened? And you're like, okay, let me, let me try to, like, go around and figure out what's going on here try to finish this quest for you and there's so little combat involved that it's more a, a matter of like finding the right items, talking to the right people, doing the right things, where it really resembles a point and click adventure game, at least mechanically, much more than an RPG. Uh and there so there's a lot of funny parts in the Well, there are there's I don't know I don't know if I go so far as to say a lot of funny parts. There are it's got plenty of humor along with like the more serious stuff. Like the writing goes to some really interesting and some some cases really dark places that all I think work out really, really well. Like I just can't say enough about the writing. Like they nailed it uh really all throughout the game. But then it's, and but then it's got like some funny parts also. And my favorite one is so there's this one part where you are a uh I've got my notes here, I want to make sure I've got this right. Uh so <laughs> you, there's there's one part and it's like it's a. It's not. It's not a brothel. It's kind of like a brothel, but what it is, it's. Uh, I forgot what it's called, but it's like a brothel for like. Uh, it's. It's sort of like an intellectual brothel, where it's like you can have convers. They have like all these women who you can have conversations with, and apparently like they'll like give you like the best conversations that you've ever had or something.
1: Best <laughs> like, conversations.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something like that. So you go in there, and there, and like you spend a good portion of the game in this place, cause like there's like twelve. Uh, women who work there and like a few of them have issues like, oh, somebody stole my like perfume or whatever. Can you find out what it is and I'll give you this like, you know, I'll help you out in this way or whatever. So you spend a lot of time there. Eventually you find out when you're walking in and out of the rooms in, in one of the girls rooms, there is a like a dresser, like an armoire type thing. And uh eventually you find out that the dresser is actually a like a wizard. Who turned himself into the form of a dresser that just like hides out in this uh, in this one room? It's
1: like Perry Potter, right there.
0: And uh, you're like talking to him at one point. He's like, "Yeah, can you get me this or that?" And you're like, "Fine, whatever." And eventually, <clears throat> you're like, "All right, you got to tell me what you're doing here. Like, why are you disguising yourself as a dresser in this girl's room?" And oh, he says, no. "Quote." <laughs> he says, "Uh." Because this way, I get to sift through the frilly clothes, that smell of wondrous womanly smells. Oh. Hello?
1: But
0: That was... Oh. No, yeah, that was...
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did I let DC?
0: That was the last boss. Not really. But anyway, just to give you an example of the writing. It doesn't go in, like like, crazy, ridiculous places like that all the time. But it stays, like, really entertaining really interesting the whole time i didn't beat the game i got like probably about 75 percent of the way through and then i kind of like moved on to some other stuff but i highly recommend it it's a really good game with really good writing if you're not if you're not like if all you're interested is in like leveling up your character and fighting bad guys then you're probably not going to love this game that's what i would do so thank you but if (laughs) so yeah you might not like it but uh if you want a, a good RPG that's really heavy on story, then this is good. Oh another thing, the XP system uh I it's kinda weird, but I think it works out for the best. So like <clears throat> whenever you uh like fight a bad guy, for instance, mm-hmm. you might get like 32 experience for killing a bad guy or something okay. like that. But for completing even like a minor side quest you get 10,000 experience.
1: What? So there's no point in killing stuff. There basically so There's no
0: you. point. Yeah, basically no point in killing stuff. So like the reason I like that is you can still go kill stuff and like it gives you, you know, a little bit. It's not really worth it, but if you want to go fight things you can. But I like it because it rewards you on like completing your uh your quests and that kind of stuff regardless of whether you do it by killing things or you know, talking to people, which most of the time you're going to have to talk to most people anyway. But I kind of like I kind of like that workaround because, you know, like a lot of games of this time had the problem where like if you played like a thief character or like a diplomatic character or something like that, you don't get any XP because you don't like kill as many people as you do, sure. if you're, you know, a, a regular warrior. So but this way, it kind of takes it to an extreme, but it gets around that by saying, OK, if you complete the mission, then you get a shitload of experience.
1: Well, it'd be one thing if it was like, you know. You have to, you kill X amount of mobs, it's equivalent, but to say killing mobs is pretty much useless. I mean, 32 versus 10,000, that's hilarious. Yeah,
0: yeah, and that's, that's like, that's like for like a small quest. Like I had plenty of quests (sighs) where I got like 30, 40, 50,000.
1: Oh my god. Yeah, so killing stuff is completely useless. Yeah, pretty much. That's funny.
0: So there you go. Planescape Torment. It's got a really good reputation. I had never played it before until now. And, (sighs) uh, and it's it's a really good game.
1: Oh. Glad to hear it. Yeah. Any like closing to, thoughts? Or you good?
0: Closing thoughts. Uh, I like the dresser that hides. Yeah, dude, that's out hilarious. In the.
1: <laughs> you, did you watch the Harry Potter movies? That's, a, that's what I was bringing up before.
0: I've seen the first one.
1: Okay, and there's a guy who dresses who turns into an armchair to hide at one point. That's what I was referencing. Uh,
0: uh I was just about to say something else. I don't know what it was. Professional. <laughs> Who cares? Go on. Well, Jay, Jay, what you, what, what about you?
1: So, so for uh, for this week, I played Red Alert. Um, which oh, made, nice. Or, yeah, so this is what I was talking about before. I was, I was trying to find a working version of it. So this is 1995 by Westwood Studios, which this is another one of my favorite developers when I was a kid, uh, along with Bullfrog and a couple of other ones that made some really really unique titles that I've kind of. I was, it, After I saw the first one, I kind of read into the other ones. Like basically, these companies made fabulous titles. They were then purchased by a larger company who was a competitor, and then squished (laughs) one by one by one. And that's exactly what happened with 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 Westwood as well. They were purchased. They combined with another company, were purchased by EA, and then squished a couple years later. But anyways, before they before they dissipated, they created uh, the Command and Conquer series, which evolved into probably 25 titles in total along with the red alert series and red alert to... yeah,
0: red, red alert was like, it's like command and conquer red alert, right? Like yeah, exactly. And conquer, Colt, red, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, they, they were all for the most part, RTSs. um, and this, this game was just a blast when I was a kid. I played this game a lot on, on land. I played this game once the internet became a thing. And it's a, it's a militaristic RTS. Um, you have the overhead view. Um, there's not really different factions like there are in, like, StarCraft or WarCraft or anything like that. But there are different um,
0: Well, there countries. are. There's two there, – yeah. Well, there's – but there's two different, like – well, you go. I'm sure you're going to get through
1: this. Oh, no, yeah. So, as I was say, I mean there are, like, three there's, – there's good guys, there's bad guys, and then there's the <laughs> – there's there's three different factions and they all for the general idea have very similar build patterns with a couple slight variations.
0: They're, well, there's not two like, different. There's like two different main. There's like the axis. was basically like the axis and the allies. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's
1: the Soviets. It's the Soviet they, GDI, and then there's a third one too.
0: But um, they have like two different sets of, like three like three or four countries all have like this set of units and buildings, and then the other three or four countries have like the like another set of units stuff. And then
1: and then each country has like a very slight variation. Like I think the Russians have like dogs or they can build dogs earlier or something like that. Like there's like some some uh miniature stuff. For the most part for me though, playing against other people wasn't what interested me. I actually didn't even know this game was an esport at one time until way later, like when all the ex pros transitioned over to StarCraft Two. Do you remember that? Uh Diapollo was a commentator for Command and Conquer and then he he actually played Command and Conquer as well.
0: Yeah. I didn't know that.
1: You talked about that lot on the stream. Anyways, so the game I played, uh, Red Alert 1995, uh, it was a fantastic RTS. I played this game a ton when I was a kid, and it's, it's actually really funny because most of the time when I played this game, I didn't play versus my friends, we played versus the AI. And it was, the reason was because the AI was, was pretty damn good. I mean, the, <laughs> the micro in this game is, is kind of awkward, it's, it's very delayed, so you will tell your unit to do something, and probably like, one, one and a half seconds later, they'll actually do it. And if you <laughs> spam a command, they will just stay in place. So you have to be okay. very, very specific on your micro. Yeah, you can waypoint. You can do stuff like that as well.
0: But y'all so um, do like two on one or two on two or what?
1: We A lot of times we would do equal numbers and we'd lose. Like, okay, it, so it, like
0: two, it, on, it, two on two co-op?
1: Yeah, exactly, and, and it's not like we were exceptional players or anything, it's just the yeah. AI would either rush you with something crazy, or they would mass uh, mana tanks, which is like end tier content, or end yeah. tier creatures, and just dominate your base, or just nuke you, one or the other. Um, so I've been trying to play this game for a while, um, I checked GOG, I checked Steam, I looked around a lot of different websites, and I couldn't find anything, I was legitimately w- willing to buy this game because it is so hard to get compatibility mode working for it, because it's so old, <laughs> I mean this game's is 20, 21 years old? And uh, shout-outs to a website called OpenRAW, which the RAW is for Red Alert. Uh, this guy basically made a compatib- uh, cap- compatible version, compatible version? Uh, of the game that runs incredibly smooth. And he actually added all the missions. I don't know if he manually input them all, but or they did, but uh, they inputted all the missions, the multiplayer. There's even an online lobby you can connect to, and it runs in- really, really smooth. The sound effects are great. Uh, the music's perfect. It, it's exactly how it was, and it's... It's really, really cool, and I'm, I was really excited when I found it, because I was like, you know, this is a game... I have the discs, but even with the discs, it doesn't run. Like, it's really hard to get this to run in compatibility, or compatibility mode. Yeah, oh,
0: there. I'm sure it's like, yeah, because it's so old.
1: Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, the games like this, like, that once they hit a certain age, it's like, it's really hard to find a working version that actually does it properly. Or or even better, like, there's a lot of games that I've found um, over the years that I've wanted to play, and I'll get a version that works, and then I'll get into the game, and it's like you can't like when you when you move your cursor to the edge of the screen, it won't move. Like it won't move the, the the screen. You have to use the arrow keys to rotate your camera around the map. Or if you click off the screen, it minimizes when you're in full screen mode. Or you have to play in window mode that's like a, a the size of you know your hand. Like that that is like a lot of the issues that I come up with so, with some of these older titles. And I'm just very thankful that somebody actually spent the time to to do something like this. And I mean, they're not asking for money. I didn't I didn't even see anything about it. And it's really fun. I mean, the game, the the campaign is is a blast. I mean, I've always enjoyed playing some of these. Um, the original Command and Conquer, uh, the very first one that they made, the last level of the entire campaign, I it, you just Google it sometime. There are, it is so hard. It is incredibly hard. Like the idea is, you are surrounded and you have to survive for a certain amount of time. I think it was, and you are completely outnumbered, out tech You have limited resources. You you just it, it's so hard. Like people do these incredibly complex strategies just to, to beat the sing the, the last level. It's kind of like the last level. Do you remember the last level in uh, StarCraft One Brood War? I think it was. The last mission was like insanely Hinder. hard. Yeah. So it, it, I'm really excited to go back and play this, and I'm gonna look for a version of Command and Conquer as well because I wanted to play that recently, and some guy did make a version that works on new computers, but he he didn't have the campaign he made his own because he couldn't find i don't know if he didn't want to spend the time to input it himself or if he couldn't translate it into you know whatever system he's running it through uh for the original Command and conquer but overall i mean this game it was exactly what i remembered it was really fun uh there's not i I would never look at this game and go yeah like this is a game that I would recommend to a lot of people to, to go back and play. It was fun for, for nostalgic purposes. Um, the, the skirmishes against other people or against the AI was really fun. I didn't play against anybody because I didn't want to get completely shit stomped because, you know, that's always good for your for ego. But, yeah, it was, it was a blast.
0: I, uh, I used to play this game. This was, like, the first – I think this – well, Command & Conquer was the first real-time strategy game that I played, but uh, this was, like, the first one – like that game was all right. Command and Conquer was okay, but Red Alert was like, yeah, this is a good ass game. <laughs> like I used to play it. Like in me and my, uh, this is the first game that I used to play, like against like like multiplayer also. Like me and my friend used to play on dial up against each other, oh, and gosh. it actually per- it actually performed pretty like surprisingly well uh, over dial up. And like this is this is the first game that I played somebody against over you know the internet or dial up connection mm-hmm. or whatever. And, uh, it was, uh, like, we, like, I spent so much time with, like, I sucked at it, I always lost, but it was, like, such a fun game to play. Like, this is, like, in Command & Conquer, it was, like, I feel like it was more like you build one unit, like, every five minutes or something like that, and, like, you don't really get much, there's, like, not... It was, like, really a slow-moving game, and you have, like, really limited armies just because of, like, the time it takes to gather resources and all that. But Red Alert, you'd have all your, like, ore trucks out, like, gathering ore, and you got to protect them. And you can launch, like, missile strikes with your airplanes.
1: Yeah, I didn't talk about all that, too.
0: There's some
1: really complex shit in Red Alert, like the planes, the boats. Yeah, like, the planes are are really interesting. They only have five shots. So after they're done, after they shoot five times, they have to go back and land and refuel. So you can keep them in the air. And just have them hover and then use them. Like the boats, the, I, I, I didn't actually use too many boats, so I don't know if they're the same. But like, yeah, the technology, there's like an EMP that, that wipes your opponent's base. Because the two major resources are ore um, and the other one is power. And power is obviously generated by uh, building structures. Oh, Man, right. I can't tell you how many times I got unpowered, which is like where you're, you're, you have too much, too many structures pulling power and not enough power going into it. And what happens is all your buildings take like, it's a lot longer. It's like four or five times as long. So if you goof and you overpower yourself or underpower yourself, then you try and build a power plant, it takes forever. So it puts you really far behind. It's yeah. really, it's really punishing and funny.
0: I do remember the boats. They don't have to go back in like. Okay. Reload yeah, that'd be ridiculous. They they take forever. Yeah, because so. yeah, because they take forever. But yeah, like and like, there's got the two different planes. You got the ones that you said like have the shots. Like they yeah. like there's one for like mowing down infantry, and then there's others that like with you missiles.
1: Shoot missiles. Yeah. Did you, like, do you remember the pillboxes? The the gunfire oh, sound yeah. they make. Oh man. Dude, that's think... that sound. I, as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, that's a pillbox. I know it is. And I saw, <laughs> I'm like, it is. Oh, uh, made me laugh so hard. That and the Tesla coils. Those the Tesla those coils are, are so oh, awesome. they do so much damage, dude.
0: They one shot infantry.
1: Yeah, they one-shot yeah. infantry, they blow up grenadiers, they blow up flamethrowers, they blow up flame tanks.
0: Yeah, the Tesla coils were the best, and, uh, Tanya, of course. Oh yeah. Was was, oh my god, I was
1: playing a level with her earlier, and she just spams her fucking dialogue.
0: Yeah? Yeah? Okay. <laughs>
1: it's like little, it's like little John, dude.
0: She, uh, <laughs> yeah! <Yo! laughs> <laughs> she, she Literally also, fucking she... little John. She one shots infantry and one shots buildings. If you yeah, really with her C4, case, She's just playing mm-hmm. C4 and then runs off in a, in a in a building. It doesn't even like take off a set amount of damage; it just blows it up.
1: Do you remember the freaking commando? I got him earlier too. He has the, the, he has the silenced the... hand cannon grenade launcher. What <laughs> fuck, that's his what weapon. Is, is
0: it what is it like against uh, like tanks or something? Like it's
1: all no no. He he just decimates anything. He's just really squishy. It's only for campaign, but yeah, he just
0: oh, he's only the campaign. Things. Okay.
1: Yeah, like Tanya can be used in in uh, multiplayer as well, but yeah, no, this guy is just uh insanely
0: strong. This was like the first like that time that I really got into a real time strategy game was this game. Was, uh, like for the time, it was like it was amazing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, had, I had a blast playing it. I'm enjo- I'm enjoying. It. I'm excited to play Command and Conquer as one as well, just for the campaign primarily because the the multiplayer in that would be dog shit. I think.
0: One time uh, I was playing against my friend, and the only time... You remember how you could also find, like, boxes around the map? Oh, yeah, yeah, at,
1: like, the supply crates?
0: Yeah, and they could, like, yeah, yeah. Hit, like own another, like, base if you got lucky enough, or, yep. like...
1: Or even infantry, it, or not infantry, units, like tanks and stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and one time I was playing against my friend, and, like, the one time they d- <laughs> they didn't beat me, they didn't just outright beat me, was that he destroyed everything I had except for one submarine. And, like, I was just floating around the map like, hoping I would find a supply crate. And he was like, dude, I won. I was like, no, dude, I might find a supply crate. You got to keep playing. Finally, he, like, just left the game. But, like, that was, uh... <laughs> remember, like, you had to destroy all of their... Yep, all, all had, their structures. Like, all, well, not just all the structures, all the units and structures. It wasn't, oh, it, was like, yeah. it wasn't like StarCraft where you can just kill all the structures and you win. Yeah. Was, you had to kill everything.
1: Do you know, do you know the bug with the grenadiers by the way? No. So if you queue up their attack, you know they just sit there and obviously throw grenades, when they go to throw, if you click anywhere on the map, they throw the grenades there. <laughs> so if you if you queue up their attack to throw like five feet in front of them, and then you right click at the right time, you will literally lob grenades halfway across the map. And it, it's really funny because you know my, my brother and I would just do that to each other. We'd rush to barracks and just start throwing grenades awesome. at where we think each other's bases are. But the funny part is, is half the time we'd fuck it up, and then we'd throw grenades on top of our own grenadiers and just kill them all because they blow when they blow up. That's the other thing, by the way. Infantry, if there's a grenadier in there, they destroy themselves. And it's really oh, you know what? Also, watch.
0: remember uh, another cool thing about this game was infantry could get run over by tanks and oh, stuff. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, even the harvesters. Yeah. The squish noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, even the harvesters. So like yeah. you got to be, you build infantry, but you got to be really careful because all they got to do is literally just like click past them and roll over them and kill all of them.
1: Fun game, man.
0: It was a really good game. There's no Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm, I really play. enjoyed playing. It was awesome. If you if you ever want to play, you know where I'm at. Right Wait, after Beat right and or
0: come on. Keep dreaming. Uh, okay. Good one. That was, that was some – you brought us some good memories.
1: Thanks. Thanks. I tried really hard.
0: I appreciate it. I a little sniffling.
1: I'm sharing my uh, – Oh, remember, remember?
0: Uh, there's this one strategy. I don't know if you ever saw this. This might have been Red Alert 2 uh, mostly, but it will probably work in either one. You know when you start off, like it's not just like your base is there. Like you got your 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 truck that turns yeah, into Yeah, it's in car, car
1: mode. Truck. Yeah, yeah. It's transformer. Yeah, yeah.
0: And so you can move it if you want to. You don't have to start off right where you spawn. So, like, one thing, you could, like, go over to... If you could, like, find your opponent's base fast enough, you could go Mm -hmm. over there and, like... uh It was basically, like, a rush strategy. Go over there and build your base right next to him and, like, just go straight for barracks and start pumping out guys. Mm -hmm. And they could be... And, like, if your base is right next to his and you can, like... And if he wasn't, like, just instantly building guys also, you could just spam infantry and potentially beat him just by, like going straight to infantry in, like, two seconds and having and a just guy. get
1: engineers, dude. Engineers are so dope. I was laughing so hard when I did What do the this. engineers do? I don't... They take oh. over their buildings That's... Oh, if they're low.
0: yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: man. They either deal, like, I think it's like they deal, like, 500 damage, or if it's low enough, they just take over, like, a mind control effect. That's so dope. that would actually be a really funny strategy, just, like, blow up their barracks and then just take it or I get it low. I, have,
0: I think I might have done that, like, one time. I think I might have, like, spammed uh, engineers and taken over the base yeah. without even damaging it, really. Dude, was there was,
1: the, what was what was crazy to me is that the interaction with the uh, the map like there are there are bridges that you can actually blow up using tanks or Tanya and like they oh, actually right. permanently get destroyed. I was like, yeah. what is this? Like, what? I don't remember this.
0: I had a lot of ta- I had a lot of fun with the uh, with the map editor. This was the first game that I oh, ever yeah, map editor onto. <laughs> <Same. laughs> I built so many maps that were probably like super stupid. A lot of gems. Uh, a lot
1: of the gem work. yeah. yeah
0: a lot of, like I had one and it was like. Nine little islands, all connected with bridges, and all oh, the, they were all filled up with the gems. I just did
1: one that was just an open field with fucking max spawn points.
0: I did, I did that too. Yeah.
1: It's hilarious. Yeah, good game, man. I, I really enjoy playing this. I, I, this makes me really sad though to see like companies like Westwood, Bullfrog's, another one that I'm a huge fan of, obviously. And it's like these companies made some sick, nasty titles, and they're not, they're no longer around.
0: Well, you know, really another, games. another thing is, like, especially with RTS games, like, stuff like StarCraft and that came along, which are badass games, and it's, like, really hard to compete with that because they get such a strong following. Yeah. Nobody wants to play anything else. So, like, even if you make a really good RTS, it's really good to, like, pull people away from, like, the ones that they just get, like, hooked on, like, StarCraft and stuff like that.
1: Do you, this, do you think there's any good RTSs that probably came in the last couple of years that we probably haven't heard of because of how, like, you know, StarCraft is the RTS right now. There's no question.
0: Yeah, about I think there are. I think there are, like, uh, supposedly Grey Goo was supposed to be pretty good. Huh. And there was <laughs> another one that came out recently, uh, what was the one, like, uh, what was it? Offworld Trading Company? That's supposed I, to be- I haven't heard good. of any of these, actually. That's supposed to be a pretty good game. This one just came out a couple weeks ago. Grey goo came out like two years ago or something like that. Grey goo. They're supposed to be pretty good RTS games, and there, you know, of course, there are there are some that get plenty of attention, like the Warhammer.
2: Yeah, those kind of games are all my. Actually, that's a good one.
0: I yeah, I was to about to say
2: Total War Warhammer just came Warhammer out. Warhammer Oh no, yeah, probably... just
0: that's supposed to actually. I heard some really interesting. Things it's it's there. actually all over Twitch right now. Yep. Is it? Yeah. Uh, do, do y'all know if? It, yeah. Like, what little I've heard about it, like I'm actually kind of interested in possibly checking it out because it sounds really interesting.
1: Now Overwatch Monday, you're not looking at anything. I
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: don't don't even bother. I <laughs> keep it. telling I my roommate I that know. it's going to be sixty dollars that you don't get a return on until another three months from now. Let's
1: see Warhammer, the original <laughs> one came out in when? So let's see if I can play it for the podcast.
0: Cool. Yeah, I've got Warhammer forty thousand uh, in my
1: for
2: library. For the RTS. Of War. Yeah. Yeah. Dawn that of was War thousand, that was Yeah, that's definitely
1: Perfect.
2: I'm definitely going to fucking play that shit. Yep. Wait, War was actually the game that got me into RTSs? I don't have that one. i original Dawn of War years. and then uh my friends and I would play all of the expansions. Oh, it is
0: Dawn of War Warhammer 40K Dawn of War. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a long-ass title. Yeah, it's a ridiculous
0: title. <laughs> Mouthful. Holy shit. Yeah, it's like, and then like three or four different, <laughs> different expansions for it. We'll have to play that sometime.
1: I'm down, dude. Let me know anytime. I'll freaking download that and play that with Have you all ever any played? Anytime. Have you all actually? Yeah. Played? Oh yeah. I used to play the uh the aliens. What are they called? Like the Aldor? Aldor? Something like that.
0: I've only played like halfway through the tutorial, so I don't know. I,
1: I tried playing through the campaign. It's actually pretty challenging, and the AI is. Uh, I remember obviously it was pretty stupid, but um, was pretty good. I remember it would actually like tech and stuff.
0: I have to check it out. I didn't...
1: Instead of just rushing you like in Starcraft, and if the rush fails, they just AFK. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: oh my rush didn't work i'm afk oh man rush didn't, didn't work gg that is literally my, my brother playing rts as well yeah. i six pool and it didn't work i'm afk <laughs> uh, cool
0: okay cool 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 cool, like cool.
1: thanks dog cool. i'm glad you appreciate my list or my sick game. nasty sick nasty
0: you almost make me want to add that to my top three for this uh this week really
1: i thought about it but i have another rts so i, I didn't want to do too
0: much. i think we probably have the same one <laughs> that's funny so how about that for a transition huh <laughs> yeah right very smooth <laughs> Robert, you want to go first <laughs> yeah okay sure so top three this time top three list. games we would like to see inducted into the world video game hall of fame that haven't been nominated before
1: And if you have a list, pause the, pause the podcast and tweet it to us.
0: So, yeah, I got a list. It's in the, it's in the, uh, dude, weren't you watching Skype earlier? Or, or Friday? I'm
1: talking about if, if it's, if you're the first time you're hearing about it.
0: So, these are the only stipulations that cannot have been nominated, or, uh, yeah, nominated yet for the World Video Game Hall of Fame. Do you want me to run through that list real fast, or just don't
2: worry about that? I'll do it.
0: In 2015,
2: we had nominations of Angry Birds, Doom, FIFA, The Legend of Zelda, Minecraft, Oregon Trail, Pac-Man, Pokemon, Pong, The Sims, Sonic the Hedgehog, Space Invaders, Super Mario Bros., Tetris, and World of Warcraft. In 2016, we had nominations from Elite, Final Fantasy, Grand Theft Auto 3, John Madden Football, The Legend of Zelda again, Minecraft again, Nürburgring, uh, the Oregon Trail, Pokemon Red and Green. Did it specify on the two different years there, Robert? I actually wanted to know about that. I meant to ask. What? Because that on the 2015 be... list, you uh, you specified that it was Pokemon Red and Green, but on the 2015 list, it only lists Pokemon. Uh, I, I think it prob- I think on- it
0: was Red and. I think it was Red and Green. In, in
1: if they get nominated one sure. year, can they be nominated again if they don't make it in?
2: Yeah, several okay. of them System were. Of yeah.
1: Okay, 19- that's what yeah. I assume. Okay, good,
2: good, good, good. Okay, uh, and then to finish out the list, we had Sid Meier's Civilization, The Sims, Sonic the Hedgehog, Space Invaders, Street Fighter II, and Tomb Raider. So in other words, those are all off-limits.
0: Yep. We had to pick three games that we would like to see inducted that were not... Uh, any of those, because last time we picked the ones that we wanted to be inducted that were from those. Do
2: things. you have uh, the list handy of which ones were nominated both years, or which ones were uh, voted in both years?
0: No, but I may be able to tell you off the top of my head. I may be able to tell you from memory. Let's see. I believe this year was Space Invaders, Sonic the Hedgehog, The Sims, Oregon Trail. Yeah. Legend okay. of Zelda and Grand Theft Auto Three.
2: Zelda made it, and in? then, and uh, yeah, okay, yes, and that then. That wasn't totally terrible. It's just so so surprising no. that something yeah. like Pokemon and, for me, Street Fighter Two wouldn't make it in. Yeah, Street Fighter exactly was... doesn't
1: surprise me because most people don't have the appreciation for it that you guys do. I
2: right? know that part of it, it's but unfortunate. It's in a cornerstone of that okay. the entire fighting game genre. I just figured that would get it more traction. Especially when things like uh, I don't know, like space invaders and Sonic Hedgehog make it in.
0: (laughs) Blake, did you
1: see that guy that competed at a tournament against Pierre Balrog? What his name was? He tweeted us. No, but I heard a little bit about. (laughs) I keep messaging. This was his name, Robert.
2: I assume you can't say it on the podcast. You no, know, I so can't.
1: It? His name was Pierre Balrog. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I kept tweet. I, I kept. I keep messaging him on Facebook oh, and God. posting on his stuff. Like he posted, he was like, "Hey, I'm streaming right now," and I typed in Twitch.tv/slash Pierre Balrog. <laughs> <laughs> That's,
0: That's awesome. Uh, and my favorite uh, Street Fighter. My favorite guy's name that I've seen in a Street Fighter tournament was Richard Cox.
2: Oh God. You would. You would.
0: 2015. Okay. I've got the list here. 2015 inductees were Pong, Pac-Man, Tetris, Super Mario Brothers, Doom, World of Warcraft.
1: And WoW is went through. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay.
1: No so, minor on there. That's good.
0: That's good. Uh, all right. So okay. Okay. I'll start. My number three. Yeah, uh, do we have? Want to have some kind of honorable mentions beforehand?
1: I think we should do them after in case we overlap. Yeah, let's do
0: them after because we're probably gonna okay. end up saying somebody else's a okay. bit. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so the I guess we'll just really quickly the kind of the stipulations that they use or the require not re- requirements but what they look for for the World Video Game Hall of Fame is that it was like influential, crossed cultural boundaries. Uh, it's had some sort of like uh, it's like lasted in pop culture in some way. Am I leaving anything major out? That's pretty much kind of what they're looking for, right?
1: Yeah, more or less. Yeah, I think that's impressive. Yeah. All
0: right. TLDR my first. number. Th- my number three is Maniac Mansion. This was the first. This was, of course, a point-and-click adventure game. It wasn't the first point-and-click adventure game, but it was the first one that used the like verb system, uh, specifically the SCUM system that became so popular. Uh, mostly, uh, you know, obviously in LucasArts games specifically, but it kind of became an iconic thing in point-and-click adventure games in general and sort of not so much copied, but it definitely influenced other point-and-click adventure games as well to use systems like this where you choose an action that you want to do on a thing as opposed to typing in words or, like, just having a use button, which kind of ha- actually has sort of become the norm now. Uh, this was the first game where you – it was the first point-and-click adventure game where you had – the list of verbs at the bottom of the screen and you would say, I want to look at something and you would click look at, and then look at the item or open, you know, unlock, unlock was actually a verb in maniac mansion, which is, which didn't last, I think into any other game past this one, but, uh, it had, you know, things like use, open, look at, walk to, and that kind of stuff. So since I'm a big point and click adventure fan, I'm gonna go with Maniac Mansion because it sort of set the set the standard for a lot of point clicks to come.
1: Robert, was there any uh, have any been nominated or made through for point clicks?
0: No, I, no, 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 none of.
1: Oh, that's really sad. What? That's like a complete genre that's being overlooked. Yeah, like, I'm not a huge fan myself, but still, like that's
0: obscene. yeah. There are. I mean, you could. I mean, even if it was like a King's Quest game, like even though mm-hmm. I don't like Sierra games, like I would like to see. I'd like to see anything. Hopefully, we'll see something next year. But you know, but you know, on the, at the same time. Point and click adventure genre mm-hmm. is not one that has really lasted. It, it, it didn't have a lot of staying power.
2: Yeah, that so like, and I can, beat 'em ups.
0: Okay. Yeah, so I can see why. Yeah, exactly. So I can I mean,
2: see why they haven't
0: gone there yet. Beat 'em ups yeah, have,
2: got, you could say, evolved if you count Devil May Cry and Bayonetta, etc., as beat 'em up type games. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we still have, like, for example, God of War. Yeah, I was talking about that
1: earlier today. That's funny.
2: Uh, and then on the point-and-click side, we've actually had the new King's Quest series being released. Mm-hmm. Have you played that at all yet, Robert? No. Okay. Cool. Blake, do you want
1: to go next?
2: <clears throat> I suppose I could. Let me just double-check with my list. Um, all right, I'm going to go with this. Uh, my first, or rather my number three... Uh, is going to be EverQuest. Oh, okay, speaking my language. That's good. <laughs> this yeah, I'm actually me, surprised
1: if that wasn't yeah, on
2: there. I, when, I saw, when I thought of this game, I was like, this kind of defined the MMO genre as we know it yeah. today, the uh, because there is an MMO that predates it. We've got Ultima Online, and of course we have all the MUDs back was in the Dayak day. Was Dayak before that? Uh, no, no, no. Dayak was okay. after or right around the same gotcha. time, I think. Uh, and before EverQuest came, we had Ultima Online, which is, was a fr- very freeform MMO, I would say. You could do whatever you wanted in the, the game. Whereas EverQuest was very rigid. It had a structure to it. It had the tank, it had the healer, it had the DPS. And that is the holy trinity that we have seen continue for almost 20 or so years later. We've seen a lot yeah. of MMOs try and work against that. But a lot of them just adopt that same kind of idea as well and use that holy trinity system. Uh, At the time, it was ruining relationships and marriages. It was creating (laughs) relationships and marriages. Oh yeah! It was uh, a beast all its own. That uh, was a great time, boys. It was a good time. Really. Order
1: pizza in game, Robert. In game.
2: That wasn't until EverQuest Two.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah. 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 (laughs) that's a good one man i really like this one that's funny
0: dude i saw oh man i remember like when you said the thing about like breaking up marriages and stuff i remember watching this show around that time or like a few years after everquest came out and it was about like people who had gotten addicted to everquest Mm -hmm. and like this guy he was a he was like a, a nurse or a surgeon's assistant or something like that and like when, you know, when he was not at work, all he would do, all he could do, like, all the time was just play EverQuest. And he had, a, like, a family and shit, but, like, it didn't matter. He would sit at the computer and, like, he would, like, just, like, have his, like, he would eat dinner while he played and that kind of stuff. And there was this one time where, like, his uh kid, like, passed out or something for some reason, like, while he was playing. And the guy wouldn't even get up to go check on him. He was, like, playing the game, and he was, like, telling the kids – he was, like, telling his daughter, he was, like, hey, go check on him. And she was, like, he's not, like – he won't wake up or something. He's, like, he's, like, all right, I'll, like, come help out in just a second, like, right after I finish this. like
2: – I got to finish this
0: poll. Hold on. Yeah, exactly. It was, uh-huh. pretty, it was pretty intense. Yeah, that game – Yeah. And then there was, like – you know, of course there's stories about people who played for, like, 24 hours straight and shit. Like, I actually did a, a report on this. In college for something but like there's this one guy who played for like 24 hours straight and he sort of like as you as you would probably he started hallucinating that like the monsters were coming out to get him and they people found him like running out in the street because like he thought the uh like the mobs were after him
1: people have actually died from stuff like from from doing something yeah like that. yeah in korea
0: uh, a lot yeah, like, china and korea yeah. china and Korea <laughs> yeah.
2: places i think of when i think of uh Death from playing MMO is too much story. Well,
0: the
1: the playing WoW one, the Chinese guy, he was gold farming, and, like, they had, like, ten people to, like, a studio apartment gold farming, and he he died. So, like, I was like, Jesus Christ.
2: Pretty shitty situations. Yeah.
1: But all and in all, the, that's a great one, dude. That is a really good one.
2: Cafes and stuff like that. But yeah, EverQuest, it sh- like FF11 and World of Warcraft basically would not exist without EverQuest. Yep, that I
1: is absolutely correct. Like At least, yeah, they would not be as what they are today. That, that is for sure. Anyways, so my number three is actually Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Um, the, reason- <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> the, the reason for this is actually a couple things. One, because... During this time when Tony Hawk Pro Skater came out with um, the original Tony Hawk Pro Skater, action sports is what they called them at the time, which was like BMX, um, skateboarding. What are the kind of action sports were becoming a thing? I think those are the two big ones, though, right? Which ones? All right. Good. Uh, I said BMX and, and skateboarding.
0: Um Okay. I don't know. Anyways.
1: Yeah, probably. Uh, okay, anyways, so this is like the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, action sports were not really taken seriously. This is just when the X Games was forming, which is basically – I think X Games was, stood for extreme sports, I would assume. But uh, they weren't taken seriously. And so Tony Hawk was a professional skater. He was very young. He was in his early 20s. Uh, he started winning all these competitions, became like an icon for this, and then he released this series. And it was great. It was something it – w- it was fresh. It was – uh, it was really unique style for that time as well because the, the whole objective of these games was to uh, either – if you were playing the campaign, you were executing moves that you wish you could do on a skateboard but you probably couldn't because you weren't good enough or you were playing against your friends where you were go- going for a score total and this genre – evolved into so many more. I mean, there were, I think there was like 10 or 12 different Tony Hawk titles. And then I I was telling my roommates, so I had the Dave Mira BMX game. I had a lot of the Tony Hawk games. And then the third game I have, Robert, you ready for this? Razor Scooter Extreme, (laughs) which was basically the same concept, but with Razor Scooters. And it was, it was absolutely pathetic. It was
2: really funny at the time. Yeah, I didn't do much with the Tony Hawk stuff back then. A friend of mine did. And like, I can see it as being an addition for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can see it. I remember, like, <clears throat> I didn't play the first one, but I started with the second one. Like, yeah. I remember when it came out, and it was, like, such a big deal, and everybody was playing. I was like, I don't really – I was like, it's a fucking skateboarding game. Like, yeah, same, here, I was the I same.
1: I was in the same yeah. fucking
0: boat. And then, like, yeah. when my friends had it, and I was, like, watching him play, he was like, you want to play? I was like, yeah, sure. And I played it for a few minutes. I was like, wow, this is a really fun game.
2: <laughs> What's funny is that I kind of got into SSX, but I didn't get into
0: uh, – Oh, man, about. that was a good one. Yeah. Did, did y'all play, uh, did either of you guys play 1080?
2: No. Maybe. I don't remember anything a, about it. It, it was, was on 64, game. that's all I know. Yeah.
0: About. Yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a snowboarding game. It was lots of fun.
2: Oh, yeah, 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 I
1: did play the game. The game was hella fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I know what you're talking about.
0: 1080 was awesome.
1: That was very cool. All
0: right, my number two is StarCraft.
1: Dude, <laughs> you thought I picked StarCraft <laughs> and I didn't get shit on.
0: Oh, you didn't? Oh, I'm interested to hear what you picked. I bet you picked Warcraft. All right. We'll
1: talk about uh, it later. You can just mind your but, uh, business. That was Warcraft 3, but we we'll get
0: there. <laughs> right. Yeah, they agree. Anyway, Starcraft certainly wasn't by any means the first RTS, but it was like – I feel like it's one – I mean, it and it wasn't even really the first influential one probably, but I feel like it was the first one that like really blew things up and just kind of like you know, it's got it. So like it, it didn't spawn esports, but it kind of, it like really blew up. It thing. really did. Yeah. And, uh, on top of that, it was just like, you know, like such an amazing RTS, like, it, like, you know, in per, in, in typical blizzard fashion, they took something, they didn't make something new. They took a formula and like, got close to perfecting it. They just yep. made a super fun ass game. Uh, I mean, it still holds up today. Like it's,
1: yeah, absolutely. I don't,
0: I don't have a lot of fun playing StarCraft today, but it's like still super balanced and, uh, like definitely like really playable still. I would much rather play like newer stuff, like even StarCraft 2, even though a lot of people think that that's an inferior game, like balance wise and as far as like the skill required to play it. But you can't argue that StarCraft isn't.
1: We know the type of people that say it's an inferior game. Dude, yeah. I mean, that, <laughs> that is the that is the cornerstone of that statement.
0: Start. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was about to
1: say. <laughs> yeah, they used to drive me nuts. I was like, yeah, StarCraft two is really good. Yeah, but it's not the same. It's not as good. Uh, StarCraft 4 was way better. Brood War was the best out of J Dong and uh, you know Flash were you know, so much better. And the games just you know it's just more balance. So you just zerk each other. You know, it's a good game, but it's not as good. Every time that was the thing we heard, and I was like, I just wanted to make it into a fucking soundboard. Oh my god, that drove me nuts.
0: Anyways, yeah. So, uh but that was again the one where that really I feel like blew things up was Starcraft.
1: Yeah. Good, good, good pick. You guys so far, I'm very happy. I'm I'm very happy with these picks so far. Blake, ahead, let's please. keep the gravy train going. I want to hear a really good
0: follow up here. Dude, we need to start our own fucking video game hall of fame. Who says? Who says the Rochester (laughs) Museum is the only one who can do it?
1: Yeah, I mean, so far we've had a pretty good... We had an MMO, we had an RTS, we had an action sports game, and we had a point-and-click adventure. That's pretty legit so far.
2: We are doing pretty good. And, speaking of adventure-esque games, my number two is the game that designed the quick-time event, Shenmue. Oh, nice! This is actually a game, this is one that I haven't played at all, but... Uh, knowing what I know about it, it is the game that designed uh, oh, yeah, what we game. really went forward with. Like this, and I think Grand Theft Auto 3 actually borrowed a lot of ideas from what Shenmue did as far as the open world environment, going around, exploring stuff, doing all these kind of things. And it's also the game that gave us quick-time events, which, whether we love them or hate them, spoiler, I hate them. They're a big part of video games now. I I kind like of actually feel like they're concept? on the out and out. Well, like in God of War, when you're going for a uh, a like cinematic kill on an enemy. Oh, gotcha, a, gotcha. A quick time event is when you'll get a a single button prompt up on the screen, yeah. like hit triangle now, and then you'll twist the Medusa's head off. Nice,
1: good, good reference. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, thank you. Well, I,
2: we mentioned God of War earlier, and I was like, bam, it's right there. I got this. So Shenmue really laid out the groundwork for a lot of what video games were for the next decade or decade and a half. That's cool. And actually this, I kind of actually want to know your guys' opinion on this. I don't feel like quick time events are as much of a thing anymore, even though doom just did just come out with its glory kills or whatever they're called, which are essentially walk up, hit a button and tear a demon in half. But aside from that, I to be fair, I might just not be playing a lot of the games huh. that have I was going to
1: say, I don't think we play think the type it, of games that really yeah, encompass yeah. them much. I mean, God of War is one of the bigger ones that I, I can think of. That yeah, yeah.
2: Then the next the one last... I would think would be Assassin's Creed, which I haven't played any of. Oh,
1: actually, I actually didn't know it had that. No, I no, haven't no. played the series. I, I, at least it I think it has
2: it? similar kind of gameplay in the combat, but I don't gotcha. know that it's really com- uh, quick-time event-based.
0: Okay. The, the, the one that comes to mind for me is Heavy Rain. Sure. That took, yeah, yeah. that took heavy use of quick. Like that's basically the whole game. Not
1: heavy use. I see what you uh, <laughs> What well,
2: well other game did those guys make?
0: Uh, it was called like.
2: Was oh, that it Beyond out? Two Evils or something? Yeah, Beyond something like that. Beyond Two Ellen Pages, whatever it was.
0: Beyond <laughs> Two Ellen Pages, I'm pretty sure. Beyond Two like. <laughs> Beyond Two the
2: one by them? Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah.
0: It was. That, that was, it was by,
2: by the same two company, right?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Beyond, what the fuck is wrong with my keyboard? Beyond two souls. it is beyond two souls. Okay. Yeah, beyond two souls. Um, I'm looking. I'm just kind of glancing through my Steam library, seeing if anything else comes up. And I think that's pretty much it. They they make. I think it's kind of, kind of the games
2: of... like that. Like it's gone towards that. <laughs> like the the point and click genre is making a resurgence, sort of in that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Like,
2: they're adopting the quick-time-event gameplay. Uh, we've seen games like Life is Strange, Beyond Two Souls, Heavy Rain, uh, Not Underworld. Then, that's the movie with the chick about wolves and vampires. Uh, uh, it came out on PS4. It had Hayden Panettiere. Did I say her last name? I think so. That- oh, my God. I That's impressive. I didn't know that. <laughs> I hope that's how it's, that's how I'm saying it right now. Oh, that's funny. Punk was but you know, like, even, oh
0: even, God. uh, a lot of the Telltale games use that as, like, from time, like, like the, like the Telltale games, like The Walking Dead and that, they, and games like that, they use, uh, yeah, exactly. like, these QuickTime events. Those,
2: like, I, those ones might actually be the games that transitioned the QuickTime event slash point and click adventure genre into the forefront now that you mention it like yeah. walking dead be- was a huge huge game and i think a lot of people took cues from that actually yeah it's weird to think about now that you bring it up yeah it's
1: funny though Nash, man i didn't know that that's fucking hilarious
2: I, All right, like, what movie like, was
1: it? Bring It On? Is that what it was, Blake? Is that what I'm thinking of?
2: No. Thinking like that a... was Eliza Dushku and...
1: Dushku? Are right, you and your names, man? <laughs> I feel like you're just fucking with me now. Dushku. Uh, Alicia <laughs> Dushku and Dildom Excroachin. Yeah, those two people.
2: <laughs> uh, how'd you know my nickname for you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, Blake, stop it. Uh, uh, Bring It On, Eliza Dushku. That's what I'm sticking with. And what was the other name? Uh, Kirsten Dunst. There we go. Oh yeah, you're right. Who? What what movie was she in? Spider Man. She played Mary Jane. No, 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 no. panache. uh, Oh, she was in Heroes, the TV show. No, she. Oh yeah, she was in Heroes. That's right.
1: Yeah. Anyways, all right, we're completely off track. All right, (laughs) throw it back in. Little,
0: little. (laughs) All right, so that
1: was Blake's number two. So this is me, correct? Yeah. All right, so my number two. Let me go my list. Oh, it's, uh, Warcraft 3. Yeah, Robert, you had it dead on. <laughs> oh,
2: nice. You're dead <laughs> on. No, I, he said Warcraft, I said Warcraft 3.
1: Oh, it doesn't matter. So, a, any of the Warcrafts, there's I mean really like it, It's, you know, Super mm-hmm. Mario Bros. I'm not gonna say, you know, 1 you over 2 over
2: 3. You gotta pick game. You gotta pick one
0: game. And
1: 3. I mean, 3 was definitely the best. Two, 1 was, was okay. I, I wouldn't really play 1 anymore. But, I mean, it's still a genre-defining series. It uh, To this day, I, I honestly, has anybody else done something similar to that style successfully?
0: well Warcraft 3 yeah Didn't, i know
1: it's like the, generally but, if you said yeah in rts but
0: yeah but aren't the warhammer games sort of like that
1: i don't think you have heroes in war warhammer i don't remember having heroes
0: you of... Yeah, i kind of do but they're... they're oh, yeah really? you do but they're not yeah. like you
1: in can't dawn, dawn go, of war like,
2: well actually in most I of i don't
1: remember game that games, yeah man i'm going to download that game right now by the way thanks for the tip dawn on of that war. one D- dawn yeah, war. no dawn of war is great dude you remember dude, those giants
0: are you actually are you actually downloading it right now i will 100% to I'm not gonna play it tonight, but
1: I just want to get it downloaded so I can play tomorrow. Actually.
0: Why don't we play it tonight?
1: because uh, I'm a little bitch and I go to bed really early.
2: <laughs> I go to bed early too.
1: Yeah, I'm really tired. This has been a long week, so.
2: Also, I think I know. Well, I don't know. Maybe not. I have an idea of what Rob's number one may be, and I'm worried do, that.
1: Do you want to guess each other's number ones? This will be fun,
0: actually. I don't think I don't think you know what mine is. Like, it's not okay. crazy. I, I don't think I could it's ever not, guess it. It's not like off the wall crazy, but I don't think you're you're gonna guess it. Fair enough.
1: But anyways, yeah, Warcraft 3, fantastic game. Another Blizzard game. Unfortunately, we're talking about a lot of Blizzard games. But, or two Blizzard games. <laughs> Incredible series. Great games. I mean, it obviously evolved into much, much more, too.
2: So, oh. All right. All right, Robert. What is Me? your number one?
0: Number one is SimCity. Huh.
1: That is a really good one. I like that, actually.
0: I'm actually kind of, when I thought of this one, I'm, I actually was kinda of surprised. I was like, I'm kinda, of, I'm real, this is like, this one I'm genuinely surprised that it hasn't come up yet. Like-
1: Actually Lisa yeah. brought this up when we were talking about it. She okay. was like, is- cause we talked about The Sims, and she was like, oh, you mean like Sim- you mean SimCity? And I was like, no, no. Or I, I was like, no, The Sims, like the- the little stupid girl game. And she was like, oh, I thought SimCity of all things would be, and I'm like, yeah! Yeah, you're right!
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, what, I mean, what, what do you say about SimCity? Like, it basically created its own genre. Like, I'm sure there were Sim-like games. I'm sure... Maybe not. Maybe there weren't even, like, Sim games before SimCity. I don't really remember. I just remember SimCity came out, and I was like, holy shit. I gotta play this. And I spent so much time on it. And it, like, gave birth to a huge genre. Mm-hmm. Like, you got Sim this, Sim that. Sim And it was like, this, and it was like, even going back, like, it's still a good game. If you go back and play the original SimCity, like, it's, like, SimCity 2000 is definitely the way to go if you're gonna, if you're gonna do that, but like, even still, the first SimCity, it was a damn good game. Mm -hmm. And it was fun, it was like, it was, uh, I don't remember. I did
1: the aliens a lot.
0: The UFOs. I don't remember. I was like,
2: UFOs, there was fire, there was earthquake, there was,
0: I tornadoes. think they did like tornadoes. I think yeah. so. Was like tornado? Wasn't effects.
2: there a Godzilla, or was that like SimCity? I think Gojira was later.
0: Oh. Yeah, I think that was one of the later ones. But like, uh, and and not not just as far as Sim games go, but like open open ended games where it's like you kind of play forever, and there's not like an ending to the game. Yeah. You just kind of keep on playing like sandbox style.
1: I learned a lot uh, from playing those games too. By the way.
0: Yeah, like, this is, like
1: I mean it was the original.
0: Crazy. This was the original in a lot of ways.
1: This was the original. My child's potentially going to be an architect someday. Just kidding, they're addicted to playing video games.
0: (laughs) 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 That
1: was my parents.
2: Chase gonna be an architect. To be a city planner. He's gonna be a city planner. Just kidding, he's
1: addicted to video games. (laughs)
0: Alright,
2: All right, what you guys got? My number one. Jam. Sorry, I'm going with Metal Gear Solid.
1: No, that's fine. I was actually wondering why Robert didn't mention this already.
2: I, well, <laughs> he hasn't been doing a lot of that lately, which is why I was like, oh, it'll be on this list. Wait, no. no, no. I
1: thought about <laughs> saying it to be funny, like because I actually do think it belongs in there by all means. I mean, yeah. it's, it's so good, yeah, man.
2: We have talked about this so many times on the podcast now. There are two games that I feel like defined storytelling At the turn of uh, the third generation, I think it was, of PlayStation and Nintendo 64 and that era of video games. And that was Metal Gear Solid and Final Fantasy VII. Those two games brought uh, cinematic storytelling in a video game form to a wider, large-scale audience. Like, Regardless of every other thing that the game may or may not do well, it succeeded incredibly well at doing that. And I'm shocked that it hasn't at least been nominated by now. Yeah.
1: I, I am actually really surprised myself.
0: Yeah. Uh, I definitely, th- I mean, this definitely crossed my mind. I definitely gave some consideration to Metal Gear Solid. Uh, ultimately, I felt like the three that I picked were more more influential, more kind of, I feel like they were just kind of more deserving in general, more like mainstays of, uh, they, they, they helped video games in general a lot more than Metal Gear Solid did, but yeah, I feel like the Metal Gear Solid. The argument you could make against it is that it's so unique that it's not that influential. But but I feel like the uniqueness itself is kind of what's influential about that. Like
2: I feel like this it, like uh, voice acting and yeah, p- uh-huh. emphasis on storytelling are two of the big things that the rest of the industry has picked up on from Metal Gear Solid yeah. and since then.
0: And just kind of being goofy and crazy and doing whatever the hell you want to with the game, like. And being vastly that, creative that also. too. honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like being super creative, and, and they, they completely did like, their own thing. Yeah, and, and being so like unique in a lot of different ways. Like you can't, you can't look past all that. So yeah, obviously, yeah, I definitely, <laughs> I'm certainly gonna, gonna back you on that one, Blake. <laughs> I think that's a good one. So my number one. It with a, it. Uh,
1: it, uh, let's go to, it's a genre we haven't talked about yet, I don't think.
0: Okay, okay, okay.
1: Genre we haven't
0: talked about. Detective. Uh, uh, full motion video. <laughs> it's Sherlock Holmes for Sega CD. The only oh, way my God, how
2: did you know? that we haven't talked about is RPGs. We haven't listened no, And now. Actually, it's not an RPG, funny enough. That's crazy.
1: Have we talked first about an first FPS?
2: First person? No, I almost put one on my list, but I, the one that I What oh, was it?
0: Was
2: oh, uh, no, Goldeneye.
0: No. Nope. And oh, that was okay. gonna be
2: on mine too. <laughs> I just feel like Goldeneye didn't wasn't important enough.
1: Nope, it's not the Goldeneye.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, right. Uh, then, well, it talk be, about I'm talk sure about emphasis on storytelling. Uh, Spawned a lot
1: of different stuff. I they think made. They
2: probably thought of it earlier.
1: Sci-fi. They made books. Lisa said it.
0: Halo. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Emphasis on storytelling, my ass. Yeah. Really, you don't think so? I, no. no, no, no. Huh. Just because it has a story. <laughs> Doesn't, that's, that's Doesn't he... same, Robert? emphasis, no, it's not.
1: <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Are, you. are you really, really? Okay.
0: Sorry. I don't want, I'm sorry. You, steal... you go ahead. I don't want to steal your Oh, no, I'm just, hold
1: on, am deleting you from Facebook. Hold on one okay. second. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so obviously Halo, I mean, if you don't know the, the title, you're, you're crazy or you, we're just born today or something because this game spawned what? How many actually? How many titles do they have now?
2: Six. Is it six or seven? Yeah. I
0: yeah. feel like Jay was expecting to be like thirty-five. No, no, I
1: was actually expecting lower, less than that. I thought there was only it, like 45.
0: it might actually be lower. It's it's around five. Halo
1: five it looks like five. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, they have Halo? Well, I'm sure they, there's like, some spin off Some.
2: It was Halo Wars, the RTS. Uh, Did
0: that actually um, come out?
2: Yeah. Did it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I remember hearing the title. I mean,
0: yeah. I yeah. I remember hearing it too.
1: But, but, but going back on what, what our initial talk is, I'm actually uh, again very similar to Metal Gear Solid. I'm surprised this hasn't been talked about for the, uh, for the nominations.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, released 2009 with Halo Wars. I, I'm like actually like this was like. I mean, this was a really fun multiplayer game, similar to, you know, we kind of talk about uh GoldenEye, Mario Party, Mario Kart. I mean, this is a game that, if I went to people's house, if they had an Xbox, of course they had this game. And at that time, right. almost everybody did. So, I'm, not, I'm I'm amazed this hasn't been talked about yet for, uh, for the Hall of Fame. I can see that.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, definitely, it's... It. It. Uh. I mean. I can definitely see this being uh, nominated and at some point inducted into the Hall of Fame. It,
2: like. It. I'm not a fan, but I can understand. Likewise. Right, Likewise. Yeah, I actually hate it because I played it on PC, and at the time it came out, I think I've talked about this before. At the time it came out, it was out around the same time as Unreal Tournament 2004.
1: Dude, my roommate said that. That's so funny.
2: <laughs> he
1: literally said the same thing he was like yeah unreal tournament i came out at the same time and i was like really sad because everybody wanted to play halo <laughs>
2: yeah exactly. and ut2k4 was just everything it did was so much better and more fun to me like for example uh ut2k4's vehicles got oh, they were good. Indestructible. cough cough halos invincible flying things yeah. <laughs>
1: I did enjoy playing the campaign for these games. I, I wasn't a big multiplayer person for them, but I, I did
2: enjoy the campaign. About Halo, just the other day, and it wasn't even related to what we're talking about here. I don't remember what brought it up for me, and I only got—I played the first game, and I think I got to the second mission. Uh, it's whatever mission you get the sniper rifle at the very start of, and you're walking through a canyon.
1: Yeah, it's been a very long time. I tried playing these games yeah, actually, like multiple times, even on the hardest difficulties. They're they're really fun, and the cop is pretty good too.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, they were definitely good first-person shooters. Like, uh, this came out, the, or at least I, I got this shortly after it came out, and that was right before I went to college. And so, like, my first year of college, I had this Xbox, I had Halo. I, had, I have a lot of good memories of playing Halo with all my friends uh, in my dorm. We had some really fun multiplayer matches, and uh, we used to do that a whole lot. And, like, that was so much fun.
2: Remember
0: Red versus Blue? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, I remember
2: Red versus Blue. I remember it. I never watched it.
0: Really? Oh, uh, it's pretty as- It was I good haven't seen it in years, but yeah, it was pretty good at the time. Yeah. Um, but and I could definitely I would be perfectly happy with it going in the Hall of Fame.
2: Same.
0: I didn't I played Halo 2.
2: I wouldn't be opposed to any of these games that we've listed. Actually, yeah, I mean, either. Yeah. And we, with the uh, list that was on that website, about half of them, I was like, half, know, yeah, heck? like half of us, like, why would you do that?
0: We just need to have our own video game hall of fame.
2: Okay, I'm down. I'm down.
1: Yeah. Can we call? Wait. Okay, good.
0: We're doing it. How do we? What do we have to do to make people care about this?
1: <laughs> um, money. That's, money. Rich. cheap yeah. Like money. Bitches love money, dude.
0: So throw money. So we. Money. 50 bucks. I'll do 50 bucks for each publisher. I'll give them, I'll donate $50 to their company for the next Kickstarter. I'm
1: down.
0: How's that? that you think they'll care? And then we'll just donate. take the money
1: and leave like every like
0: really other Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, as I was saying, I played Halo one and two and I didn't play anything past that. Like after like Halo two, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll play it. Why not? Like, you know, Halo games, you know, it's, it's going to be all right. And it was fun. But then after that, I was like, "Is this? I'm kind of done with. I'm kind of done with the formula."
1: Yeah, no. I, I play. I played decent amount. Of the single player. played a little. little bit of multiplayer. It, it was for me. It was like GoldenEye. I, I didn't play GoldenEye as much as you guys did. when When I got through it, I was like, "This. I'm good. I'm good." Like I had enough of it.
0: For me, GoldenEye did a lot uh, more like new and different and interesting stuff at the time than Halo did. Halo didn't really do anything new. It was just a really solid shooter.
2: Halo felt like a step back, coming from Unreal Tournament and UT2K4 for me. I, can see, I played a I can lot, see lot that. of
1: uh, yeah. I was gonna say I played a lot of uh, Unreal Tournament. Yeah,
0: I can see that fun. actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I honestly I, I think I would agree. Like even though I played a lot of Halo, that you know because you know we like I said, me and my friends used to play it and have a hell of a time. That was because. I couldn't, like, we didn't all have you, you know, Unreal Tournament. I couldn't be like, hey, let's all play Unreal Tournament, because, like, I had the one Xbox and nobody else felt like playing Unreal Tournament, you know, buying yeah. Unreal Tournament. But that, That's I, why I it was like an important was piece game, of
2: so. gaming at the time. The, yeah. the ability to have one console, one game, and then plug in eight controllers into the same system and have everybody <laughs> split-screen it was huge. Yeah. Wait, huge or huge? Huge.
1: What the <laughs> fuck is huge? Big. What? You mean, oh, you mean huge.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> How many of you guys used to uh, yell at your friends for screen looking?
2: Oh, 100%, dude. We had to fucking get
1: cardboard boxes and shit. All
2: People the time, would... and this was, a, like, I'm not even talking about console stuff. I'm talking about LAN parties, individual monitors.
1: Oh, no, we wouldn't, no, that never happened. I'd punch somebody.
2: See, yeah, no, you, see, that's why you're a bitch.
1: Fucking screen surfers, dude. I want to choke them out.
0: Dude, I, I almost got in a fight with one guy in my dorm. We were, uh, we were playing Halo and we were like, somebody had to like, go answer a phone call or something like that. All right. And so we were in the middle of a multiplayer match. And we we're like, all right, let's just stop for a second. And he was like, okay, well, I'm just going to like, while he goes this, I'm going to get the, uh, warthog and like, put it in front of the base and block it. I'm not going to like kill everybody. I was like, no, you can't do that. You can't like, position a vehicle while we're on pause and, and like, waiting for the dude. He's like, no, I'm just going to do it. Yeah, he yeah, he really was bitch. And I was like, no. And he was like, no, I'm, I'm just gonna do it. And I, so I took the controller out of his hand. And he uh, when I took the controller out of his hand, he like smacked it out of my hand onto the like onto the coffee table. And I was like, if you break my controller, I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> and he was like, I'm sorry, Robert I was just trying so to move the word scary. <laughs>
1: Jesus. I'm getting a little turned on right now. Keep talking, Robert. Your voice got really deep every second. You break my controller.
0: I'm getting turned on because this is the only – I I think this is the only time we've had lists where, like, we all uh, we all were happy with everybody else.
2: Oh, yeah. Lists. What are the honorable mentions? What are the honorable mentions? Oh, from Manchetta Golden GoldenEye, I would put yeah. up an honorable mention. It was the Halo before Halo became Halo. Yep. Yep. It was the FPS on consoles. It had the split-screen fun. I personally liked Goldeneye more because uh it just had so many more options. You could have slappers mode. You could have, like, custom-designed weapon sets that were available in every level. All this kind of stuff like that. Uh Next up, Super Mario 64, Ocarina of Time, Nintendo's first Super Mario
1: 64, didn't that
2: get – I thought that got – oh, I said that last time. Yeah, I mind? think – yeah, yeah. Uh, but 64 hasn't been mentioned, hasn't been nominated. I have put it up there, that and Ocarina of Time, because Ocarina of Time, they both shifted the future of their uh, their series completely, going in mm-hmm. stepping into 3D. They're not the best games. They don't hold up terribly well, but they were very important for their series and for video games in general at the time. 3D consoles, console games had just not been a thing until then. Had not, They'd certainly not been popular. Uh, And then, lastly, we mentioned this game a little bit earlier, uh, as played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Super (laughs) Metroid. Yeah.
1: I I feel like that one is is very popular, but not popular enough for people to to want it to be on here.
2: It's, for me... It's influenced so many things of, for example, later on, we had the Metrovania term coined because right. Sylvania Symphony of the Night resurrected that kind of genre. When it had been dead, we hadn't seen a whole lot from it. And uh, because of Symphony of the Night, I feel like it helped expand it into other realms as well. Salt and Sanctuary, a game that came out this year – is a Dark Souls Metroidvania, for example. So we ca- we've we seen that kind of idea of you get like a double jump ability now that you unlock as you progress through the game, or you unlock the ability to turn into a bat and fly around, or you un- unlock the ability to flip up to the ceiling and walk around up there. Uh, Super Metroid was by far, uh, between Metroid and Super Metroid, the best of the series at the time, and what, to me, sparked the interest in continuing that idea behind its games, the game's design until the future.
1: Robert, any honorable mentions
0: from you? Yeah. Uh, I almost don't want to mention them because I want to save them for next year, but I'm sure we'll all forget everything by the time this time comes around. Uh, the, so I had GoldenEye as well. Um, I had the original Metroid a little bit up the list. Um, the only one, the only other two, I've got like, Seven more, but the only other two oh, that I. Yeah, I'm not going to go through all of them. The only other two that I'll mention that were the closest to making my list were Mortal Kombat and Diablo 2.
2: I, I had Diablo 2 on my list originally. That's funny. I thought about Mortal Kombat 2. It's an interesting one. Um, It was a very adult game, which we had not seen too many of before. Yeah. Then. With the blood all over the screen, it created a huge controversy. Fatalities. It's an icon today. I would say, like, you can name Mortal Kombat to just about anybody, and they'll know what you're talking mm. about. Yeah. Yep. You know? Yep. And now that we've mentioned some of the games, uh, we uh, we talked about this one during the point-and-click quick-time stuff, I think Walking Dead might be worth at least a nomination, given how uh, adventure games have made something of a comeback and uh, have adopted a lot of what The Walking Dead did since then.
0: Interesting. Okay. I can, I can get behind that. Jay? I'm good. Hello? I'm good? <laughs> well,
1: what, are you, what are you waiting for me for? What do you think I'm going to contribute to was waiting for anybody, anybody, uh, What's there, our next anybody to top say three. No, I think that was I
0: good. Think...
2: Like
0: that's, that's kind of created a whole new thing and, and it was a damn good game in its own right.
2: I uh, thought
0: it was okay. I love. I mean, I, I liked like it just as much as everybody else did.
2: Writing style, though, I can't get into it.
0: Really, I see. Yeah. I'm I I I love it. I I mean, yeah, it's gotten a little bit repetitive at this point. But like when it, when it came out, I was like, all right, I'm total, Like I was totally sucked into it just as much as everybody else was.
2: I didn't play it until after episode 5 came out, and then I only got up through most of the way through episode 2. I never finished it, it just didn't grab me enough.
1: Didn't grab me enough.
2: Where? Where, where, where?
0: <laughs> Anything else? We good? We moving on?
1: Yeah,
0: we're good. Um. Oh, uh, I should have mentioned I neglected last time to uh, note. Uh, Syphil Jeff 8's tweet. Good old Jeffrey, our longest Jeff. fan of the podcast. Yeah, hey Jeff, what's going on? He, uh, he gave his picks for the inductees based on, uh, this year's nominees into the Hall of Fame, and I forgot to mention them. And he said, I said him an apology on Twitter, and he said, I just assumed that it was your way of saying, Fuck Jeffrey, we've moved on. Chase is our favorite <laughs> emailer now. <laughs> you told him <laughs> But uh, Jeff's At Jeff least he picks, took the news as well. Mm-hmm. Jeff's, Jeff's picks out of uh, this year's nominees. his six uh, picks were Street Fighter Two. good good call. Pokemon, Sims, Madden, GTA three, and Final Fantasy. Wait, read those again. Street Fighter Two. Pokemon, The Sims, John Madden Football, GTA 3, Final Fantasy. All
2: right.
0: I think that is almost exactly my list except for The Sims. Yeah. I
1: don't think any of us put that on our list.
0: I think I had – I think that was my list except for besides The Sims I had something else. Uh, oh, I had Zelda. I had Legend of Zelda besides uh, instead of The Sims. But I think the rest of those were what I picked. Mm-hmm. So good, good, good list, Jeffrey. He says I don't like Sims or Pokemon, but their impact is undeniable. Yeah,
1: well, oh come on for too. sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, time to go on to emails. Let's do it. So first email. Well, first, uh, we got a few emails. First, we got a tweet from Syphil Jeff Eight. Uh, anyway, by the way, follow good old Jeffrey. At S-I-F-L Jeff, spell J-E-F-F, number eight, at Twitter. Because he sends us lots of good old stuff. He deserves a follower too, doesn't he? Don't you guys think so? Um, uh, yeah. You could have been a little bit more enthusiastic about that. <clears throat> He says, "I laughed so hard at how fast Rob came up with the thing handjob joke. I had oh, to yeah. rewind the podcast <laughs> because I missed stuff." <laughs> dude,
1: that was insanely uh-huh. funny, dude. Robert, that was actually incredibly funny for like, me. Like, didn't just
2: really a beat? You didn't wait. You didn't pause
1: or anything. You just like, what if
2: the thing gave you a
1: handjob? <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that the they, honestly, in my head, I was like, why didn't I say that? That was my instant <laughs> thought about that. Like, why, did <laughs> why I didn't say I that?
0: say that? That sounds like something I, I would say, right?
2: Thanks for that I, didn't, I
0: really just didn't, think it, that, like, I didn't think it was that, like, crazy. I
2: didn't think it was that, like. Giving me a rosy oh, no. palm. <laughs>
0: a rocky palm. I didn't really think it was, like, that crazy. I told you guys. It I my wife crazy. It was just
1: fucking funny, dude.
0: Well, like, I let my wife listen to it. I was like, is this really that? Like, out of nowhere. And she was like, you transitioned into that way too easily. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you've been married for how long
1: and she's still surprised by you? <laughs> That's a good sign. That's
0: good. Uh, so, so, anyway, thanks, Jeff, for the input. We really appreciate that. Let me pull up. Oh, uh, I forgot to pull up our emails. Oh, man. That's awesome. Background music for a second while we'll I pull up our emails.
2: <laughs>
0: I got it. Push oh, it. So. This is an email I've been asking for for a long time. We just now got it. good old Jeff, good old Jeffrey.
1: Oh, is it just a fuck you email?
0: His subject line says "Fuck you and the body <laughs> the body of his email says "See subject
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's good. It almost creates an infinite loop there. <laughs>
0: I sent out a, the other day I was like, hey guys, we don't have any, we don't have any emails yet for this episode. Come on and send us something good. And like within two minutes, I had this one from our friend Alex, uh, otherwise known as SNES Drunk. He came on the show. Remember about mm, 10 episodes, or not 10 probably, like about two, about three or four months ago, maybe about 10 episodes. He, uh, follow, follow Alex at SNES Drunk on Twitter. Also check out his, uh, YouTube channel yeah. SNES Drunk where he covers uh, old Super Nintendo games. He says Ever wonder what Bob Ross would have been like if he was totally hammered?
2: Yeah. All the time. I'll yeah, yeah. sleep <laughs> at night.
1: I mean, that's like a philosophy fucking question.
0: I gotta say I don't think I've ever thought about this, but now I have. I have now.
2: And now you can't stop. No, I can't I stop I thinking stop. about it.
0: What do you think it would be like? you think he would still be a good artist?
1: I feel like he would fly or something crazy. Like just I mean, he's already he's already he's just amazing so like he just takes flight.
2: <laughs> he just <laughs> He starts levitating off the ground. Uh, and, uh, yeah. While painting. I'll come
1: back when I feel like it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> trying to remember some of the stupid those, magician names. Those uh, like quality David, David something. Copperfield? Yeah, that's the one.
0: I saw David Copperfield once or twice, or I think, or just once.
2: Like in person at a bar, hanging out, or
0: no, like I saw one of his outside shows outside your once.
2: window. <laughs> he was outside my window. He was outside <laughs> my window
0: and inside the window at the same time. <laughs> that was the trick.
2: Whoa. Anyway, smoking mirrors, man, smoking mirrors. That's all it
0: is. <laughs> actually, one of his actually, so so uh, like when I was little, he came to Memphis and we went to go <laughs> like we went to go see him. And like, wh- like you know, it's a pretty good show. Obviously, it's David Copperfield, but like, two of his tricks were so stupid that even me at like eight years old was like, I can obviously see like how like what you're doing here. Like one of them was there's
2: this big giant fan. Is it the one where he at- detaches his thumb? Because that's totally stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that,
0: that still, still gets over. me today, dude. He that's stole just my a nose. detachable like, thumb. You know.
2: What's the secret there?
0: There was awesome. this one where he had this big, gigantic, industrial-sized fan, and he was like supposedly walking to it and get it all, and getting all shredded up into pieces, and then coming out okay. But like, <laughs> it was like, got the fan, he starts walking towards it, and then like a curtain come to, comes down, so all you see is the silhouette, and it's like the silhouette of him walking to the fan, and like all this shit flying all over the place, and then they pull up the curtain, and he walks out, and he's okay. <laughs> God,
2: that's
0: lame. <laughs> it was fucking stupid. And then there was this one where he, like, there was, like, this girl uh, up in, like, the balcony or something like that. Like, I don't remember if she was singing or just, like, standing there or dancing or what. And she was standing there, and he was like, I'm going to make her appear over here. And then, like, he did some thing, and, like, and she had all this, like, face paint on and shit. And then, like, so... The curtain comes out, she disappears, and all of a sudden she's on the other side of like the, of like the place of another balcony, and it's like clearly just another girl with like the same exact makeup on. Uh-huh. Like in face paint and shit. Did <laughs>
2: so she like, at least have the same color hair? Or she had the both? same
0: color, everything. Alright. I was just like, come on, you can do better than this, David.
2: Thanks for that, Robert. That's Thus fine. concludes this episode of the Classic Magic Podcast, everybody. Classic yes. Magic I Podcast. Start talking about the mind freak. Oh no. Stop, stop, stop.
0: We got a uh email from Chase the Night Cleaner. Oh God. That's Should
1: his- he ask to not be called
0: that? No, he asked not to be called Charlie. Okay. Um his his uh so I haven't read this yet, but his subject line is top three emails with an exclamation mark. <laughs> this should be good. It's gonna be good. I'm looking forward to it. Looks like it's a long one as usual. Hello, Robert, Jay, and Blake. What's hey, shaking, gentlemen? What's shaking? Bacon.
2: Uh. No, it's Jay, right. oh, I can tell you that much.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, not hanging. Again, thanks for reading my emails every single week and for providing, or not every week, uh, chase every other week. week. Yeah. Sometimes we are on time. (laughs) Again, thanks for reading my emails every single week and for providing a great and entertaining show. I really enjoyed your last episode and thought of a few things while listening. First off regarding Warcraft, the games and lore. If you ever get your hands on a complete inbox version of Warcraft orcs and humans, it came with an amazing manual, just stuffed full of lore in great old Blizzard art, very similar really? to Diablo. That's what he says. I
1: remember I love that what? shit. Yeah, Warcraft. Uh-huh. Orcs vs. Humans. Yeah. Original.
0: Is that, was that like a box set of uh, what? Uh, Warcraft, like all the Warcraft 3? Re-
2: uh, I think no, the first the one had Warcraft multiple CDs Orcs to it.
0: Versus humans. Yeah. What? One at a time, one at a time.
2: God, The original Warcraft is called Warcraft Orcs versus Humans. That's the full title.
0: Oh, I got you. Okay, yeah. okay. The Warcraft series was my favorite RTS series, and I am sad that it is 2016 and there isn't even a hint of a new iteration of the game. Would you guys like an RTS-style uh, Warcraft sequel, and do you think we'll ever see one?
1: Yes, and I think we will. Actually, I, we, we talked about this a couple times. I think that <laughs> it's actually due time. I think as Starcraft fades out and we transition to – because, I mean, genre genre transitions it seem to happen pretty quick. Uh, within I
2: like month, so honestly right. would not be shocked to hear the announcement at this year's BlizzCon. Um, I
1: think they'll announce some be. other things first. Yeah, this year I would be very surprised. I think in the next five years, I, I would not be just surprised.
2: Just from a marketing standpoint, announcing it now means that they're capitalizing off of the movie release.
1: That is true. But so, I also think they're going to do more movies, be- and it so, may
2: lead, they may do more yeah. movies that lead up into the new release of Warcraft. Yeah, if they yeah, do I more movie th- releases, then they could maybe hold out for it, for sure.
0: See, I think they're going to be riding Overwatch for a while.
2: Same. But they, so all, they also see, do them separately, though, too. That's the other thing, Robert.
0: Yeah, but I don't, but no, well, but think, they come out with one game every, like, 45 years. Yeah. Like, I, I see another Warcraft game. I, I see a Warcraft RTS somewhere on down the line. Yes. I don't think it's going to be an, I don't think we'll see it soon. I don't think we'll even see it announced very soon.
1: Yeah. I think in the next five years we'll hear something about
0: it. I would think and, so, too. Warcraft Four, I see it coming. I see it announced. I see it announced in two years.
1: They, I mean, they've already laid out a lot of the the framework for the story with the Warcraft ex, World of Warcraft expansions too, because they are past the lore, if I'm not mistaken. I think they're way past the lore at this point.
0: So. What do you mean by that?
1: The the MMO has passed the RTS in terms of lore. Oh, I think okay. it did with the. Sure. Um, after Wrath of Lich King, I think
2: it was the Panda one. So Panda. there, are,
0: like I think it's a, uh, you know, obviously World of Warcraft, you got that, and that's kind of starting to slow down, or it's been slowing down for a while,
2: gradually. Yeah, for years it's been.
0: Yep. Overwatch, where they're gonna, which they're going to be sitting on for a while, and then sure, I feel like it's going to be time. Yeah, yeah, and in Heroes of the Storm as well. I think it's going to be time in a few years for a new RTS, and I. See them going back to Warcraft, uh certainly instead of StarCraft for now. It's, I think so, too. Not, I, I think StarCraft, Starcraft is on its course. Yeah, it's on its course. They're not going to touch that for a while, I don't think.
2: Yeah, they're just going to leave. With the last expansion being out, they're done with StarCraft for sure. I think so as well. They, there's a it's going to be another ten years before they touch StarCraft again.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would not be surprised at all if it was at least ten years for StarCraft. Uh, Which I'm actually second.
1: completely fine with at
0: this point. I'm, I'm oh, sure. yeah, I'm good with that, too. Second, regarding Fire Emblem. Personally, I keep trying to like this series, but I honestly think that Final Fantasy tactics and games like it have ruined me on this. Like Robert suggested last episode, uh kind of stopped being fun, and even in some of the newest and most approachable versions of them on the 3DS, I still find myself stalling out and not just and just not caring to continue play. In many ways, these games, especially the late game, feel more like puzzle games than turn-based strats. And if I wanted to play a puzzle game, I would. Damn. I don't know Sick if burn. it's something. I don't. <laughs> I don't know if it's something wrong with me because the gaming press seems to love these games, but I just can't seem to get behind them. How about you
2: guys? Uh, I think it's pretty much. I on can't the same stand Fire Emblem's RNG system. Uh, I thought I. I'd, was sure that i would talked about it on here before. I don't like Fire Emblem because I've played, I, I believe it's a fan translation of one of the GBA titles. And I got in, a couple missions in, and I walked up to the boss with my melee characters. Uh, they were at full health, and he turned around, smacked one of them. They instantly died. And when characters die in that game, they're dead for good. So there was nothing no I could do to resurrect that yeah. character, aside from restart the entire map. And I thought, that's some pretty dumb game design. I don't want to waste my time doing this. Even if I could do save states to get around it, I don't care. That's really shitty game design to me. Losing a character from full health, uh completely to dead, with no good answers for it on my side really, really annoyed me.
0: There you go. Uh, Jay. Thoughts? Yeah,
1: I'm right I haven't played the games too much myself, so but yeah, I'm kinda there uh with Chase as well. In if I if I'm gonna play with that style of gameplay, you know where I'm going. You
0: and know what Charlie. game I'm
1: gonna play for the fucking thousandth time, I don't even care, I'll still play that. <laughs> I
0: enjoy
1: that yeah, every time I play through it.
0: You heard my thoughts on the last one. I like things about it. Overall I had fun with it, but uh it has some it has got has got a couple of big problems that are difficult mm-hmm. to surmount. Just like your dad. Um. just like pfft. yeah that's what i was thinking that's exactly i wasn't gonna say it we um, were all thinking
1: it yeah we were all <laughs> thinking robert your dad's got a yeah, al- problem
0: also also i can't i guess the, i guess uh in response to chase i can't say much about the games media loving all the other games because this is the only one that i've ever played is the game boy is the fire is fire emblem for game boy advance from what i hear like he says, the uh, the gaming press has said a lot of good things about the more recent Fire Emblem games. I haven't played any of them, so I just don't know about that.
2: Yeah, uh, like, everyone in my chat's always like, well, they have a casual mode in it, and it's like, that doesn't fix the fact that I hate the design of a boss turning around and one-shotting me. That doesn't fix that issue whatsoever. It just fixes the fact that the person is dead after that.
0: Yeah. Plus, who wants to be labeled as a fucking casual? Right? <laughs> Am I right? Come on. Yeah. There, that's what I, I want right.
2: to hear. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm.
0: we can mm-hmm. go on. <laughs> uh, Next up, I am pretty sure your top three or six or whatever for today is games you think should be in the Hall of Fame. And I thought I would share a few games I feel ought to have been put in that haven't even been mentioned yet. I'll only give three because I get kind of long-winded. Top three games I wish were Hall of Famers. Uh, Number three. Portal. So this is a relatively young entry and doesn't even fit into your podcast criteria of classic gaming, not quite a decade old. But when value, that you meant to write Valve there, took a chance and Portal <laughs> hit both consoles and PC in 2007, it changed the way players and developers looked at the FPS genre. A physics puzzler built on the great Half-Life 2 Source engine, this game taught audiences everywhere that the first-person view wasn't just for shooting. I will admit that there may have been other games that had tried this prior, but none appealed to audiences the way Portal did, and it helped that Portal came bundled with Team Fortress 2 and Half-Life 2 in the orange box promotion. That orange box, though. That orange box is pretty sick.
2: I never had it. But, I just got the individual games when I wanted to. Oh,
0: you didn't have the orange box?
2: No. Uh-huh. Oh, dude, you
0: miss out. You also didn't get a uh, Peggle.
2: No, I got Peggle.
0: Oh, you got Peggle. Okay. Oh, I got <laughs> Peggle. Alright. That's the important. I thing. got Peggle and Peggle
2: Knights. What up. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, that orange box. If you were not around for the orange box, which I mean, most people probably were, because it wasn't that. It was nine years ago. It was thirty fucking dollars for what? Uh, Portal, Team Fortress 2, and Half Life 2 and Peggle on top of that.
1: you see Blizzards releasing Team Fortress 2 on Monday at 4 p.m.?
0: <laughs> ah! <laughs> By focusing on a blend of effective voice-acted narration from the AI, GLaDOS, and thoughtfully constructed level design and play environments, Portal was able to deliver a short but powerful story for anyone that felt like wandering through the Aperture Science building's many puzzle rooms. This is a game that is still fun to go back and play today, and that has aged very well in spite of being 3D. I would argue that this game was the logical evolution of the visual novel genre, which had never been particularly popular in North America, but its FPS mechanics made it feel like you have more agency than a regular point-and-click or most other puzzlers, and it doesn't feel like you're just on rails like you usually are in older styles of visual novel games. A very innovative game that paved the way for the numerous story-based first-person clones that followed, and that deserves all the praise it has ever received. Wow! What do you guys think about that?
1: Uh, I'm not a huge fan of this game, to be honest. I never have been. My, one of my roommates is like obsessed with it. I played it for the first time last year, and I just I thought it was I, I, I didn't get it. I, I really didn't get it.
2: I feel like Portal is kind it's of okay. like it, it's a fun puzzler. Yeah. I feel like Portal
0: is kind of like Citizen Kane or something like that where like it gets talked up so much if you weren't there like right when it came out and you're like, holy shit, this game is just going to like, I'm going to have an orgasm just by playing this game apparently.
2: I I think you're hitting it right on the head. I played it in the first year of it coming out and I wasn't wowed or anything by it.
0: I played it like basically as soon as it came out and uh, I really, really liked the game. I didn't feel like it was. St- I I kind of agree with you guys. I didn't feel even then. I didn't feel like it was as good as everybody was giving it credit for. But I still felt like it was really awesome. Like I felt like it was an awesome, awesome game. But everybody was blowing this up like it was the best fucking game, man. Yeah, of exactly. The whole time.
2: Giant internet meet. Like everyone's like, oh my god, he's singing about cake. Did you hear He's that? thinking about cake, dude. This yeah, is, this was. A, I
0: think that was the problem for
1: me. Is like people said it was like you know this god tier game, and then I played it, and I was like, this is it. Like I, I, I didn't appreciate anything other than the actual direct gameplay, and I didn't even think it was that that was that good.
0: Like I feel like the uh, kind of like the, the the way they handle the storytelling in this game is really fun. That part's uh, really
2: cool. But I yeah, did, like didn't stand out and make the game for me.
0: I like I, just, I like, I like that. the production of the game a little bit more than I like the game itself. Like, I like the, all the dialogue. I like the writing. I like the story of it. Uh, I love, I love GLaDOS and like, like the command, the companion cube and that kind of stuff. Like, I still get a kick out, out of all that. But, uh, I, I'm kind of like in between you guys and like the rest of the gaming world. Like, I really loved the game, but even me, I was even still like, this is getting a little bit too much credit. Yeah. But I still think it deserves. I would not be, I wouldn't vote for this to go into the Hall of Fame, but I. Would, but I wouldn't
2: be surprised either. It, I, I, would, I, I it wouldn't be against it. By any means.
0: I wouldn't be against it.
2: Yeah, likewise. I,
1: I would not be against it. I, I just, I don't it's, think it deserves. We're what here
2: it's like eight or nine years later after this game's release, and it. You can still go up to somebody. There are still people that make the cake as a lie jokes.
0: Yeah, and you'd be so like, "Hey, it's like a part of pop
2: triumph. culture. It's still around." It qualifies for sure. Very much, yeah, very much like Space Invaders, etc.
0: I love the. This was a triumph song. I, I will give it that. When you beat the game. Yeah, you beat the you beat the game, right, Blake? Yeah. Okay.
2: All right, what's his next game on the list?
0: All right, all right, number two, StarCraft. Though Westwood pioneered the RTS...
2: There
0: you go. ...in its decent game Dune 2, Building of a Dynasty for PC back in 1992, and follow-up with Command & Conquer, Blizzard wasn't going to be left behind. Both of Blizzard's initial attempts at RTS games, Warcraft and Warcraft 2, respectively were benchmarks in the genre, but for gamers of the time, it was clear to see that with each new generation of RTS things just got better which sadly seems not to be the case anymore for most genres StarCraft hit computers in 1998 jam-packed with all the lessons Blizzard had learned from its earlier RTS games and as a twist had three very distinctly uh, different yeah. player races Absolutely. something that I something that I don't think had been tried before by popular RTS developers of the time yeah Jay uh yeah I was just, I, I agree with you like yeah we
1: talked about this earlier yeah
0: talked about this before and I remember like I didn't play this until uh about 3 years after it came out cuz somebody was telling Same. me about it I was like wow this sounds really cool I was like holy shit you got these different rate, like you know like you I had to play uh, red alert and there are like eight different countries you can choose from each of the, it's basically split in it's basically split into like two different uh races with kind of like in across the eight then they have various like a little minor variations mm-hmm. but like even the even there it wasn't like any big differences It was like oh you get different kinds of tanks or something like these the races played totally differently which is yeah. really cool
1: yep that's like uh, that's the big thing like they had completely different units and they played completely differently like all i mean even today like even after you know 15 years of the game being played like that it's like they all three races have distinct playstyles. Like, that's so yeah. crazy. Game's almost 20 years old.
0: Mm-hmm. This game delivered some of the best Blizzard lore for the time, carving out a new universe for the developer that would become as beloved as the worlds of its other properties. The gameplay was also very tight, decently balanced, and intuitive. For many people, StarCraft was their first RTS. It was also a beautiful game for the time, with some of the best CGI cutscenes in the industry. Yeah,
2: that's a good point.
1: Voice acting was pretty good too.
2: Yeah, a lot of people said that about uh, Warcraft Three when it came out as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Cinematics were highly praised.
0: Blizzard has Blizzard is really good at their. we
2: we've, we've been talking about them a
1: lot lately. I feel like, and I feel kind of bad because I feel like we're you know we I talk a lot of shit about Blizzard. But I'm my honestly God not make a, good news. for me
2: personally. I'm not a big fan of the company overall. They well, haven't made that many games that I am like madly in love with. Oh, I don't like the company for for. Who they well, are yeah. for what
1: they've done though. Yeah,
2: Holy shit, man. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't like them for a lot of those reasons too. But I don't worship them as much. I enjoyed Warcraft three. I enjoyed Diablo two. Uh, I enjoy. I enjoyed Diablo three after the expansion.
0: I was totally hooked on StarCraft two for a while. Warcraft. III yeah, for and a while. yeah, I
2: never really did anything with the StarCrafts. <clears throat> yeah. I liked Lost Vikings a lot when I was a kid. I didn't know it was them at the time though.
0: He says, uh, <clears throat> all of that and its online components, which were still relatively new for the industry uh, back in 1998, helped, helped make this game a colossal hit that would be played by many for over a decade. That's
1: where it's fucking to, came from, man. Isn't that crazy? Oh, that was Warcraft. I'm sorry. No, oh, that, that was Warcraft. Yeah, that was Warcraft. Yeah, I'm
0: sorry. It is important to note that Warcraft and Warcraft 2 had multiplayer components, but those were mostly LAN and multi-tap based Com- in uh, parentheses, Command and Conquer and Total Annihilation were similar in this respect. And finding an Total opponent through...
1: Total Annihilation, holy shit, that's a good title.
0: And finding an opponent through IP was very difficult without using third-party programs like Player or GameSpy. The fact that Blizzard had in-house servers dedicated to multiplayer with Battle.net, which they had designed to help find multiplayer games for Diablo, and the fact that they had created a StarCraft-specific UI that was quote, easy to use for the time, meant that you could get into multiplayer games directly through playing StarCraft. This extra bit of information is crucial, as it meant ease of internet play allowed gamers to engage competitively, and one of the largest competitive and pro scenes ever was formed around this game. StarCraft wasn't the first game to have a pro scene, but I would argue it was definitely one of the most significant in pioneering the types of scenes we see, in the gaming world today, especially with how the game was received in Asia and internationally. This, and the fact that it is still a pretty solid RTS even by today's standards, gives it a very special place in gaming history. I absolutely I think he agree. pretty much... I,
1: pretty yeah, much I was going to say, I, I'm pretty sure I sent that email in and named myself Chase.
2: <laughs> nice split personality, bruh <laughs>
0: I don't, yeah, I don't, I mean, you pretty much said it better than any of us did. I don't, really, yeah. I don't yeah, even, much more there's nothing fun. even, there's nothing even else to say about that. All right, so number one, we got XCOM UFO Defense.
1: Didn't, didn't somebody mention this earlier? Nope. No? Okay, maybe not. Okay, I My apologies. In
0: 1994, Microprose released what would become one of the most significant turn-based strategy games of all time. For those not in the know and ignorant of the popular relaunch, XCOM is a squad-based game about responding to extraterrestrial threats to humanity on a grid-based isometric battlefield. The game considered themes like the game considered things like height, range, available cover, and it included destructible environments. For the turn-based strat fan, this game had it all. Research options, character custom- customization, base and army slash squad building and also a very cruel learning curve sometimes just stepping off of your drop ship meant someone died or someone got mind controlled into dropping a grenade among your entire crew it spawned a number of sequels and many clones in all types of genres many people would continue to draw lessons from this game long after its day in the sun the developers at blizzard north have openly stated that they drew heavily from XCOM as inspiration for how they would present Diablo visually and mechanically in 1996. In fact, Diablo was originally was originally supposed to be turn-based, and it wasn't until the higher-ups demanded that Diablo play in real-time that they even considered that option. That said, the slightly angled isometric view that Diablo and its many clones would become iconic for originated in XCOM. How many games... Real time or turn based use this type of visual presentation even today. That said, many people still prefer the original XCOM to its contemporary remake, and some even enjoy the more true to concept spiritual successor Xenonauts from Golden Hawk Interactive. Turn based games don't often get a lot of attention or love, and these days many consider them niche, but they, uh, but this, but they're, sorry. But there was a time when they dominated the computer scene, and and Microprose, while it existed, was the undisputed king of that market, with every game it made being a true gem of gaming. It would seem that XCOM is one of its most famous and influential, even if it isn't my favorite of their old games.
2: Word. I have never played the original XCOM. I know a very small handful of people who were obsessed with that game and how much they loved it. I have just never had any inclination to really pick it up, though, you know? Yeah. Just, it does not look like a game that I'd mesh with. It, it, actually, what I've heard about the RNG implies to me that it's similar to Fire Emblem in a way, in that something will happen, and then it's just, you're dead, you're fucked, you're done. That's kind of what it
0: sounds like. I've heard the same thing. Like I've heard it's an awesome game, but like you said, there are some places where like you step off your ship and like Happy Team dies.
2: But, uh. Like, you know, I don't need that kind of frustration in a game. If I want that, I'll just play The Binding of Isaac without picking up any items or something <laughs> stupid. Enough. Or I'll just play the newer XCOM and XCOM 2, which sometimes have very similar things happen of a huge failure. Oh, you went into a room and you, you peeked in around a corner. There's three aliens in there and they just popped your guy in the head all in a row <laughs> with a 5% chance to uh, crit. They all crit and now he's dead. Congrats, he's <laughs> gone forever. Thanks for that, XCOM. Don't you suck a dick. Uh,
0: I think, uh, I, I really want to play this eventually, uh, despite its flaws like that that it apparently does have. I have heard so many people say, I've seen so many lists that put XCOM at the number one spot of the best PC games of all time. Right, yeah. So, like, I I mean, I haven't played it, but I still can't argue, I can't argue against them because I've heard lots of, I've heard plenty of people say, this is the best PC game ever.
1: Oh, yeah, I have seen this a lot. I was wondering about this, yeah.
0: I do hate how in the more recent XCOM – not XCOM 2 or whatever that just came out, but, like, the one that came out, like, five or six years ago, their percentage system is royally fucked up. You know what I'm talking about? Like, in XCOM, whatever the
2: – Oh, like the 90% and miss, miss, like, four times in a row, 10% chance. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that.
0: It'll say 90 – yeah, it says 90% chance, and it's like – like, their percent, like, something is straight up fucked with their percentages, like – 90% chance means pretty much like 65% chance. You'll miss it 6.5 times. 80% out of chance
2: there. means that it will miss if it will cause a cascading failure for you. <laughs> yeah. If it'll, That's it'll, what it'll, happens like, every time. <laughs> went like i'll be like okay i have a 95 percent chance to hit this shot that doesn't seem too bad i'm gonna take it (laughs) i missed him he turned around crit one of my guys that guy's in critical condition he's out of the fight now because he missed a single shot that was an extremely high chance again that's the kind of stuff where percentage base just uh gets to me a little bit too much yep get more hit rating pussy why don't you suck a dick
1: Oh. oh, only if it can be only if the thing can give me a hand job
2: first. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the thing. Uh Chase wraps up with that's all for this week, guys. As always, keep up the good work and finding your reasons to play classic games and talk about them. Hope you are well from Chase slash Charlie the Night Cleaner. Thanks. Chase. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if uh Chase still puts. He so remember the first email. He says he likes to put us like over the uh, the loudspeaker, like when he's coming, oh, yeah. uh Why don't we say something awesome right now that would sound so fucking sick coming over uh, like a loudspeaker? In Blake, loudspeaker.
1: this is all you. Blake, this is your call. To the world, to the world. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: That was pretty good.
1: That was good. You were like ready for that. Like Blake had a button. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, this is time. This, <laughs> this time is time like
0: there you go, Chase. That's our thank you for sending in some such sick emails. Uh, that's it for emails. Okay. Okay. Um, time for the classic ga- or current gaming subcast. Word. We need bumpers for these. <laughs> we need some real fucking like intro music
2: too. Like, I need yeah, to I was thinking about a thing with that, but you know, it's a lot of work. Um, a- Alright, I've been, I played Bravely Second. Alright. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> <That's, maybe laughs> yes, I like, played it. What, what else do you want? No, I played maybe- Bravely Second. It was a lot better than Bravely Default, I felt like. <laughs> Bravely Default, a small spoiler for the last, some of the last parts of the game, it repeats itself. You fight the same four bosses four times in a row. So and it's basically all- Devil May Cry one. Uh, sort of, except in Devil May Cry, like boss rushes are expected in games like that. And in RPG, it it does some pretend it pretends to be building up its story a little bit, and the story that it builds up, like they don't capitalize on it at all. None of it makes any sense. So that sucks. The voice acting isn't that good. Blah 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 blah. Basically, Bravely Default was an okay game with a. Cool, fun combat system that was a throwback to the old uh, Squaresoft-class systems. Final Fantasy V system, uh, Final Fantasy Tactics system, Final Fantasy III system, etc. Bravely Second takes itself far less seriously, and so the writing is a lot more lighthearted and a lot more fun. And it is so, so, so much better that way. The story of the game still isn't very good, but because it's not taking itself very seriously or anything, that's not as bad. It doesn't clash as hard. So that's great. The combat system is still it's bravely default, but with more, basically. So oh, wait, there's is. more. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Robert, uh, so ahead, great. it's a really good game. If you have a 3DS and you like RPGs, and especially if you like job systems and your RPGs... Hi! Second is a must purchase for you. Okay. I put around 50 hours into it. Damn. And that was with trying to go through the game really fast. So, not really fast, but fast ish. I'd started, instead of letting all of the voice acting happen, cause I streamed this. So instead of letting all the voice act, uh, voice acting happen on stream, I would read the text and then skip ahead and go ahead and go and go and go and go, just trying to save some time. And it didn't work. I, it still took me forever to get through the game. But yeah, you enjoy very it. good experience overall. Uh, Overwatch is coming out in two days. Yeah, that's, that's all I was going to say. That's all I'm saying yeah. right now. I'm trying just to think of anything We're, 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 doing. we're not going
0: to have much to talk about next time. <laughs>
1: That's true. Yeah, I'm probably going to play my game all day tomorrow just to oh, watch the podcast, everybody. I hope you're ready for that. I'm also yeah, going camping we're, next we're, weekend, so I'm not going to be
0: – Oh, uh, uh, so, I was about to see if you guys want to do it next weekend because I'm going to be gone the weekend after that.
1: No. No, I'll totally wait, wait then. Yeah, I'm going camping you wanna, Friday. You can, call in,
0: you can call in from your camping trip. You just call it Fuck in.
1: Fuck that shit. I've been waiting to go camping for months.
2: Oh, you're going for uh, Memorial Day? Yeah, yeah. That's actually when my girlfriend and I met. We went on a Aww. camping trip together. Not together, Shit. but yeah. Uh, so the day of
1: regrets and- for her—is that what she calls it?
2: Uh-huh. That came. <laughs> <laughs> that, came the,
1: that came the following night.
2: <laughs> yeah, we actually met each other on a Memorial Day camping trip. That's cute. Would no, you oh, say it? Oh, would you say that it was a? M- no, m- I would not say medication. it was a romantic <laughs> occasion. Oh my god. <laughs> Robert, have you been playing any other recent games? I'm trying to think of a single other game I've been Uh, playing. I've played some Mario Maker, but I don't care enough to talk about that. (laughs) I did play Stellaris. Oh, I've heard a few people talking about that. I don't know a thing about it, honestly. So it is a
0: 4X strategy game. It is... It's not turn-based, however. It's, uh... It's, it's, it's real time, but it's real time where you can pause at any time and like queue up whatever actions you want to do or like set, uh, like policies and that kind of stuff, you know, like with the pause. So, so time isn't passing while you're doing all that and then unpause it and let it know, uh, and then, you know, let things happen, see what happens. So if you're not familiar with Stellaris, it is, it's in space. You are, uh, like it's the, the, the concept of it is. You're in this galaxy, your your race, whatever race you choose, has just, like, gained the ability to start exploring the stars. And so you can... So you go exploring other planets, you start expanding, and then just like any other 4X strategy game, you, you uh, start, uh, like, exploiting... Ex- extracting resources, or exploiting, as the X and 4X means. Uh, you explore the whole galaxy to see what else there is out there. You end up ultimately meeting other races... And there are wind conditions. Uh, it's like if you control a certain percentage of planets in the galaxy or if you, I don't remember, there's like one other wind condition. A lot of people aren't playing it so much for the wind conditions, they're playing more like a, as like a simulator just to kind of like play it and see how things happen. Uh, the game is good, but I've come across the kind of the same complaint that I've seen a lot of other people have, where is once you reach the mid-game, there's not a whole lot going on. Uh, apparently, so Paradox is the... They're, they're, they're the creators of this, of this game. They're working on kind of doing a lot of stuff to flesh out the mid-game, and I think they really will, because what I'm hearing is that other games that they've made like this, like Europa Universalis, which is super popular has had problems like this before, and ultimately they just kind of like release a lot of new content and patches and stuff, not even necessarily like DLC, but just like patches that add new things to the game, and then it becomes really well fleshed out and a lot more fun. But, uh, so like for me, like, it's, 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 it's pretty crazy a lot, like all the stuff that they have in this game. Like, so I started a game, and it's me, and there are like 28 other ai races in the game right now it's a it's a large galaxy which has 800 uh, star systems each of which has like anywhere from like three to six planets each and you're exploring obviously coming across other races little events happen in the meantime where you'll come across like uh like artifacts or like remnants from an ancient civilization and you'll, ex, and you'll start like uh, examining them and researching them. And then you can come up with like new tech and stuff like that to help your military or to help you uh, like colonize planets better. You send out colony ships to other places that you can, uh, to certain planets if you're able to inhabit them, things like that. So there's a whole lot going on, but again, the mid game where, 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 The mid-game, which is where I'm at, has become for me like just an endless string of of, uh, researching, sending out my research ships to explore star systems. Uh, Sometimes they're blocked by kind of like not AI characters that are part of another civilization, but sort of like random AI characters that are just sort of bad. I clear them out, and then that's that. And then I... Research the whole place anyway, see if there's any place I can live there. If not, I go on to the next one. And then it's sort of like rinse and repeat from there. So that's where it's become a little, that's where it's become pretty repetitive for me. Uh, so I've kind of stopped for now. I haven't played it. I played it like obsessively for a few days. Then once I sort of hit that pattern, I sort of stopped playing it. I'm kind of waiting for them to patch it, see what happens, and I'm sure I'll pick it up back eventually. But, uh, it's a really good game. It's got a lot going for it. The early game is really fun because there are, like, so many different things you can choose when you're starting off your race. You can choose, obviously, like, what they look like, but you choose their characteristics. Like, whether they're going to be militaristic or pacifist or uh, xenophobic or xenophilic or, like, herd mentality where, like, they have no problem, like, enslaving people, like, enslaving their own people because everything's for the good of the race. Were more individualistic where uh, everybody in the race is like out for their own good. And that's how they advance as a race. The race I chose was like a molluscoid race that is uh, xenophilic where they really are interested in discovering other species beyond the star, like among the stars and working with them. And they're also a little bit militaristic and a little bit individualistic. So like their, their mission is to, Explore the stars and make friends, but if anybody gets in their way, they don't have any problem with going military on their ass. And then they're individualistic, where everybody's kind of like out for their own good, and you don't have a lot of uh, you don't like enslave people, but you kind of like let people make do make their own decisions, which can lead to high crime at some points, but it also leads to like better advancements. People are happier in general and things like that. Uh, and that's kind of where where I'm stuck right now. Like I've just gotten to the point where I'm doing the same thing over and over and over again. The game's lost a little bit of its depth and I'm sort of just again, waiting for them to, to fill out the mid game a little bit more and then I'll probably jump back into it.
1: Is this a steam game?
0: Yeah, it's on steam. Okay. There you go. There's the 45 minute rundown of Stellaris. <laughs>
2: All right, well, we'll just cut that part out and use that for another whole (laughs) podcast. (laughs) His words, not mine, Robert. His words, not mine.
0: That's what I got. I'm sorry.
1: No, we're
2: used to it. (laughs) Yeah, I have others. It's a good thing I'm on a computer because I have the browser here, you know. I have a web browser, so I can do other things while you talk for 50 minutes.
0: You get to, like... Choose what kind of uh oh,
2: like my God, what you're oh, creating, what you're Here we creating. Go. So I, I I guess that's it for the classic gaming podcast, especially this segment <laughs> of using fifty minutes of your guys' lives. We'll be back in two weeks, are or not? Are we are you're not free then, oh, Robert?
0: I've also still been playing Rayman Legends. How are you liking that? I'm still I'm I'm like I'm have Beaten the game, I've beaten the story of the game, and now I'm trying to 100% the game. That's how much I like it.
2: Nice. Good. Yeah. I was a big, big fan of that. I loved the game. I'm glad someone else is.
0: I am too. I'm glad somebody else has heard of it, or like, you know, has played it, because I feel like it didn't really get much attention. So yeah, I'm gone two weeks from now. Okay, so
2: I guess <laughs> it's going to be another delayed episode. Sorry, everybody. We suck around here.
0: Let's see, we got West 28. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be, uh, excuse me, in the middle of a vacation. But I can do it the week after that, probably.
2: Yeah, I'm definitely down for then. Probably. Wait, uh, so let me see here. That's going to be the 11th. Be, so next weekend, yeah, 12th, that'd be the weekend 12th. of the 11th, 11th yep. and 12th, yeah. Yep. I should be free for that. We should be <laughs> yep. all right. I should be too. Should. Should. Jay, right,
1: you're gonna be free for this. I, I should be there. Yeah, without
0: without doubt. Let's do this. Why don't we go ahead and just record the next one right now?
2: No, no. Just... You know, we already <laughs> did. Just have a yeah, whole episode yeah. about Polaris. <laughs> and if you need, just paste it in twice because no one will listen to the whole thing anyway. Good podcast. It's good.
0: Yeah, good po- Yeah, good episode. Good episode. Thanks, Chase, the night cleaner. Yeah, thank you. For shooting us the old, uh, email. Just in the nick of time. He got it in like, less than 24 hours ago.
1: Alright, Robert, you're gonna need to close oh, up, cause I need to close to some food.
2: Alright, good night. I'm AFK.
0: Alright, alright everybody. I got
2: other stuff to do.
0: We'll see you guys in three weeks. Thanks for listening to us. Follow us at Ask, at, uh, ask Class. <laughs> ask Class Gamescast. <laughs> uh. <sighs> Class games cast. <laughs> Twitter. Do you
1: realize how long uh, this has been before before you close this out? Do you realize how long this has
0: been? You, yeah, it's been long, it's been. Uh, if you <sighs> feel right. like checking out our website, you can do so at classicgamingpodcast Most importantly, send us emails at mail at classicgamingpod uh, <sighs> fuck. mail at classicgamingpodcast and leave us some kickass reviews on iTunes. Follow Thanks. Blake's stream at twitch.tv slash slackaholicus.